Happy birthday, Joe Costello. It's Friday, you bastard. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of the starship overpriced. It's highly expensive mission to put a man on Mars, to seek out little green men, to boldly spend more than anyone has ever spent before. <laughs> I love that music. <laughs> Mr. Spock, uh, you think we should spend lots of money we don't have to send a man where humans were never supposed to be? I am illogical, Captain Bush. And you need to loosen up there, Mr. Spock. <laughs> but I have no emotions, Captain. Kind of like Donald Rumsfeld. <laughs> well, never mind. Scotty, take us up to Mars at warp speed. I can't do it, Captain. We need more funding, sir. Oh, darn. Well, maybe Dr. McCoy has the answer. Uh, hey, Bones. Can't you find me some funny money for this here Mars mission? Damn it, George. I'm a doctor, not an Enron accountant. Well, it's only one thing to do, then. Set phasers on deficit. <laughs> 1002 at 560 WQM. How old is Joe Costello today? Do we know? I don't know. Maybe 31. About 30, man. Oh, seriously. I 31, 32? Know, something, somewhere around that. 33? 29? 29. 34 and a half? Anyway, happy birthday, Joe. He's okay in our book. He's probably still sleeping right now, I would imagine, if he's got any brains at all. I think. You know who he reminds me of? I don't want to say it. Why not? Because you'll take it in a negative way and you'll say something. Uh, I don't mean it in a negative way. I'm talking about there's something on his face that looks like Howard Dean's chin. Do you know what I mean? His nose? He's, huh? His nose? No, 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 not that. Yeah, his nose looks like Howard Dean's chin. Anyway, I'm sorry I said that. Uh, 1,023 votes on yesterday's poll. We got heavy-duty stuff today. We got two polls, of course. Which of these statements do you think is, do you most strongly believe, we asked yesterday? Is most true, whatever. Uh, none of the above. The show is fine. 432, 42.2%. That's a pretty uh, good endorsement, I would say. We'll take it. We'll take anything we can get. That's good. I'm impressed. Uh, WQM needs Pharrell back bad. 177, 17.3%. Is he coming back? No. So it's a moot point, okay? But you, you just keep waiting. Now, what was the story with uh, Joe Rose this morning? Was he just out? Uh, 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 his son or something is getting recruited, possibly, for some <laughs> sporting team somewhere. He went to hold his hand. Man, like I said, take the money to the bank, boys, okay? It's outstanding. Work whenever the hell you feel like it. All these guys, all these big macho guys had a turn to me to be their leader. Uh, George is a hard-ass spick is next in our poll, 118, 11.4%. You moved up nicely into a strong third-place showing. I voted when I got home. Clarence is gay, 65, and not only that, but highly underqualified for the position and the chair and he's sitting in. You're not a bad guy, Clarence. You're not great, but uh, get out. Get lost. Uh, he's got 65. WQM has a death wish, 64, and I think Clarence is part of it. Too much bush on a show, the wrong kind, 64. We'll make up with that for our second poll later on. Lots of bush, <laughs> right? The remedy. Well, we're trying to, like, make up for lost time. Greg Reed belongs on death row, 63. And, boy, would I be delighted to pull that switch. And last and very least, Neil is too angry, 41, only 3.9%. So you Ojean provocateur Goyam out there who try to stir that crap. Oh, yeah, everybody we talk to, they don't want to hear you anymore, you know, because it used to be a lot of fun, but now you're too angry. You're too angry. <laughs> Emotional cripples is what we're talking about. <clears throat> Plus, it's that little spick cluster of fork that, you know, sit around having a circle jerk during the show. The five. One of them was the five. one I called yesterday about um, 
Michael Moore and all like that. It was yeah. one of them. Mm -hmm. But I just let him go. See, unlike you, I don't get all bent out of shape. Just I let him go. Kill some good time. It's very entertaining. Gets you all worked up. <laughs> yeah, like that. Oh, speaking of that, so I watched the entire hour and a half debate last night, and it ended just like Fargo. They wrapped it up real quick and sudden, and like, what just happened? You know, and like, that's the end? Just happened. It was, it was okay. But like I said, and even the pundits, even the talking head pundits in the uh, aftermath, which they kill a lot of time with that, they agreed with me. And so did you. Yeah. Al Sharpton and Dennis Kucinich were far and away, I mean, heads and shoulders above the others in terms of their answers, in terms of their uh, command of the issues, in terms of having the big balls. Uh, and the other guys were like, okay, except for Lieberman, who's oh. pathetic. Uh, who continues but, to be a Republican. Who continues to be a Republican in drag, and nobody takes him serious. But it's interesting, the two guys who do the best, they have the lowest numbers in all the polls, Kucinich and um, Sharpton. Coincidence? Isn't that amazing? Well, it's just that nobody gives them, nobody takes them seriously. They enjoy it. It's right. like entertainment. We like hearing the fact that they got a big mouth, but we know they haven't got any chance, so why should we waste our vote on them? <coughs> oh, the last of the phlegm is coming today. You're going to love it. You'll be able to smell it. But here's the amazing news from MSNBC this morning. The polls. Uh, before we get to that, poll number one. Let's get that up there for the first couple of hours, and then we'll build the other one all during the show. Just for fun. Now, the reason I'm doing this is because I saw him the last couple of days. They've been showing clips of Bubba. And every time I see him, I think to myself, oh, please, please, can't we just change that? Uh, can't we have another constitutional amendment so that president can serve three terms, four, five, six? Please. And when I think of all of that crap that the right-wingers dragged this country through, Kenny Starr and all these other Nazi bastards and Ted Olson, all these Farbissina Goyim, who were trying to nail his ass from the day that he won the election fair and square in 92. Penis gate. All this garbage. Well, how come they uh, didn't spend more time on fighting terrorism? Because they were too busy fighting a bunch of right-wing lunatics about a stain on a blue dress. That was a big part of it. At any rate, so I haven't seen him, and uh, he spoke to the Senate leaders the other day, and they came out with a big smile on their puss. They liked what they heard. Just for fun, if Bill Clinton could run again in the elections today, who'd you vote for? Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, neither or I wouldn't vote regardless. We always have that hard-ass crowd. You're not going to get me to vote. It's uh, crap. It's a bunch of crap. Ah! You know, they're the angry ones. Maybe they're just not angry enough. See, if we live in a country where the people really had any brains at all collectively, although they're starting to get a little bit smarter, that's pretty obvious now. They're getting pissed off. Even the American public, are only they're only like mellow for so long. And then finally, they start getting pissed off and fired up, like when they have no job, things like that. <laughs> little like when too many innocent people start dying all over the place. When they discover they've been had, but the thing about this uh, trying to trying to make a deadline for the 9/11 investigation based purely on political grounds, and then uh, John McCain, who everybody always touts in spite of that big cancerous thing on his cheek, uh, John McCain says, "Well, I have a solution for that. How about not releasing the report till like January uh, 2005?" Well, what kind of crap is that? So, in other words, if they find a bunch of really damning evidence, let's just go ahead and have the election again, right. and then you'll find out afterward you elected a liar and a thief and a crook again. You can't tell us that before the election. <laughs> Why can't they just do it until they're actually finished with their work? What a concept. Right. And whatever the uh, information about why 9-11 happened and the negligence and who was responsible and who was feeding us a pile of crap, then the American public can find out. What a concept, huh? Wow. But it, like I said, if the public really was foaming at the mouth about that, and I noticed that Dennis Kucinich was the one that brought up the Project for New American Century last night and had the balls to say that they had decided ahead of time that they were going to invade Iraq, that it was already uh, they were just waiting for some excuse, which they found. 
like 3,000 dead people in New York and Washington, etc. So anyway, there's the uh, poll, the first one. If Bill Clinton could run again a third time against uh, Bush today in the elections right now, who'd you vote for? Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, neither. I wouldn't vote regardless. Let's see how Bubba does compared to like uh, Kerry and Dean did the last couple of times. Okay. What do you say? You save those? Do I save them? I don't need to save them. I got them uh, committed to memory. I'm I committed. <coughs> Dean had about 67% to Bush 18, and Kerry had 72.5% to Bush 18. Got it? Got it. Keep that in mind. What? Now, speaking of numbers, let's throw a lot of numbers out there. What do you say? <laughs> Why not? Well, it's part of the sports thing, you know. 22, 68, 49, sports. 69, hike, that kind of crap. I love when the uh, players come out and they like clap their hands when they come out of the huddle, or the best is like when they're holding hands. It's <laughs> such a such a faggy thing. Anyway, go <laughs> Patriots, that's what I have to say. Yeah. I like to hold hands with Tom Brady for a while. Uh, with a total of 269 delegates to be selected next Tuesday, um... Seven uh, states. What are they again? Let's see. North Dakota, <laughs> Delaware, South Carolina. Oh, and I should want to apologize for both of us. I keep making this mistake. He was born there, I guess, in South Carolina. But uh, John Edwards is a senator from North Carolina. And you should know that, being a North Carolinian yourself. Yeah. But we keep saying he's from South Carolina and it's his home state. It's pretty damn close. You know, it's I right down the old Hershey Highway. Up there. We apologize. At any rate, I thought he was pretty bland last night. They, they said he blew it. It was his big chance. He really desperately needs to win South Carolina. And right now, the zombie poll says he's in a statistical tie with Kerry. Uh, Edwards, 25, Kerry, 24%. And the full effect of Kerry's endorsement by black representative James Claiborne, the state's most influential black leader, is yet to be felt, it says. So they're like dead heat in, it in uh, South Carolina so far. In the other states, in Missouri, this is shocking. This is the latest zombie poll. Missouri, Kerry's got 45%. At John Edwards, 11%. Nobody's even close, and Dean's got nine in Missouri. Ready for that? Oh, well. In Arizona, Kerry's got 38%, Westlake Clark, 17 and Howard Dean, 12%. Aren't these numbers staggering? The only place where Kerry's not leading or in the tie for lead, like South Carolina, is Oklahoma, where Clark leads all his rivals with 27%, followed by Kerry at 19%, Edwards third at 17%. So it looks like Kerry, if he wins a couple of these or maybe three of them, especially Missouri, and especially South Carolina, can you imagine that? Because the rap has been, oh, well, he can't win in the South, and he's a liberal New England uh, piece of crap, Kennedy liberal, all this other bull crap, you know. People are tired of cliches. They're not interested in that. Just tell us what you think, what you're going to do, and we, we don't really give about crap about all the cliches, you know. And just like all the other the right-wingers last night, well, uh, you know, once that gay marriage thing comes up, that's going to really turn off them people in the South. People have more important things to worry about. The people who are concerned about that are going to vote for Bush anyway. Right. The right-wing fundamentalist assholes with their noses up everybody's uh, butt, those people are going to vote for the Bushmeister anyhow. So that, that's really kind of a moot point. It's a red herring, if I can say that. Well, here's our daily death report. Thank you again. Scott Patterson. Who? Northern Ontario curler who became the first man from North Bay, Ontario, to skip two men's teams to the Briar Canadian Curling Championship. How do you like that? Oh, Died January 23rd. After the van he was driving was struck by another vehicle, he was only 34 years old. Wow. Sorry. He was one of the great curlers, along with that late uh, Sandra Schmurler, the great Canadian curler. Remember she died? Right. Charlotte Zwerin, noted documentary filmmaker, best known for films depicting lives and visual performing artists ranging from Christo to Ella Fitzgerald, one of the better known practitioners of cinema verite. Uh, she's dead. Died seven, uh, tw uh, lung cancer at her home in New York, age 72 on January 22. And Eddie Klontz. Uh, oh, we had that on yesterday. From the, huh? Huh? We had that on yesterday. Tabloid journalist, editor of the Weekly right. World News, Eddie Klontz. He's dead. So there you go with your dead people. Keep the list. Write them on your hand. Write them on your wrist like a memento. Write them on your leg. 
Write them on your... Rectum. 12 minutes after 10 at 560 WQM. Let's see. I better vote on this thing here and get started. Uh, let me think about this for a while. <laughs> hey, listen. Here's a bad joke that's really true. What has 60 pounds of pasta covered with six gallons of marinara sauce that's got 40 pounds of ground beef mixed in with it? The answer is it's Pompano Park's free spaghetti dinner on Monday, February 2nd. That's right. We got free spaghetti again at Pompano this coming Monday. Free. F-R-E-E. South Florida's favorite word. No fist fights, by the way, over it, please. This Monday night, everybody who purchases a Pompano Park program will get a coupon good for a free spaghetti dinner at the fourth floor player's room. Dinner includes salad, rolls and butter, a heaping big plate of pasta with sauce. And even if you don't want the race program, you can still buy a coupon for just two and a half bucks. It's the best bargain anywhere in South Florida. In other words, if you don't care about the racing or the program, just buy the coupon for two and a half bucks, go up to the fourth floor, pig out like crazy, and then get the hell out. And if that's not enough to get you to come by, then try this one on for size. Next Friday, a week from tonight, February 6th, Pompano Park not only features great nighttime harness racing action, simulcasting, and their fabulous poker card room, but it's the track's 40th anniversary night. They'll have live music, including Chris McDonald's tribute to Elvis show, Shane Lamar Entertainment's triple shot band, giveaways, free prize drawings, a family fun night, antique car display, and lots more stuff going on, all starting at 7 o'clock next Friday night, February number 6th. Located just a half mile from both I-95 and the Florida Turnpike, Pompano Park's easy to get to. And best of all, Pompano Park offers you free admission and free general parking every single day. Live harness racing in the poker room open every Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Poker starts at noon and goes on till midnight. And live racing gets underway five nights a week at 7.05 p.m., including tonight. For more information on their schedule, call Pompano Park at 954-972-2000. Ask for Harold Snodgrass or go online at pompanopark.com. Live and local, this is 560. The radio is all yours now. QAM. Go Rogers, guys. Facts, it says, uh, Value Rent-A-Car and National Car Rental announced today they're relocating to Tulsa, Oklahoma. These two companies are owned by none other than Wayne Hypinga, the unctuous, bald-headed, pockmarked one. It said these two relocations will cost Fort Lauderdale over 500 jobs. Oi! Thanks, Hyzinga, you fuking pockmarked Schmidt bag, you. Please play the Hyzinga asshole song. You got it. And also pledge to cancel, we also pledge to cancel all Dolphin season tickets, says this faxer. Hey, Wayne, fuke you, it says. How do you like that? Pretty strong emotions there. That's good. You're a little bit too angry, but good emotions, right? Now, angry is good. That's our poll now. Is the last faxer too angry? <laughs> oh, he's pissed off and fired up, and we like that. Uh, oh, no. This is bad news. Yeah, I know. 
Rosemarie Zappa died. Is that incredible or what? Oh, it's bound to happen. Hey there, people, I'm Bobby Brown. Rosemary Zappa, the mother of the late musician Frank Zappa, died yesterday. She was 91. Oh, that's old enough. Ma. I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> Ma. She died at a Burbank convalescent hospital, said daughter Patrice Zappa. Zappa was born in the U.S., the daughter of an Italian immigrant. She and her husband married in Baltimore in 1939 and moved to San Diego 15 years later. Frank Zappa, who started out with the 1960s group The Mothers of Invention, recorded dozens of solo albums until his death from prostate cancer in, uh, cancer in 1993 at the age of only 52. Jesus, how come she couldn't have died in 52 and he could have stayed alive? You know what? Who Can you imagine all the good stuff we'd have to play? Hey there, people, I'm Bobby Brown. They say I'm the cutest boy in town. He tells me that your sister has a blister button, but that's beside the point. Oh, speaking of sisters with a blister, here's a bad story from Bridgeport, Connecticut. Boy, this stuff is coming. I, if I could tell you what piles I got here, it's unbelievable. Although we do yeah. want to get in some really good calls like this one on line six. WQAM, hello. Yeah, I want to talk to Neil. Speaking. Neil Rogers? Yes, I am. Oh, okay. I want to get in on a poll that you had last week. Okay. That I missed, couldn't get in. That's on okay. the TV and radio personalities that have left. Jennifer Rim. Jennifer Rim. Oh, how could we forget old Jennifer? My God, we apologize for. for uh... Anybody have a heart or a liver? Right. Exactly. We were only doing TV personality. Oh, that's right. Well, she was on TV for a she while. She was on TV. Yeah, yeah in sure. West Palm Beach. She was on. I remember the night that she came on the news and said, "Yank it, baby." Yeah. <laughs> She's a sweetheart. We love Jennifer. Okay, I just want to make sure that her name got on the poll, even though I'm about a week late. I, I'm delighted that you did, man. It was a bad oversight, and we apologize. Thanks, pal. Alrighty. Have a great Thank weekend. You. See, I told you that was a good call. I could feel it. I could smell it. Can't you smell it? <laughs> By the oh, way, yeah. I got a great story to tell about Jennifer a little later on. Yeah. After the show. Oh, okay. No, remember what I told you about uh -huh. INZ? How she used to bring her boyfriends, uh, where they used to come calling for her. You know, yes. at work. Yes. Man, she had really good taste. That's all I can tell you. I don't want to embellish it because all those homophobes go, oh, gee, here he goes again. Well, you know, it's eye candy, man. That's what George says and everybody else, and I'm tired of hearing it. No, I don't know. What? Huh? I'm starting to think I like that expression again. It just got a little bit older for a while. Let's bring it back. Go ahead. You, you can have it. I, 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 candy. <laughs> no, seriously, because when one of those uh, guys would show up, I'd go to the door and I'd look and say, <laughs> candy. <laughs> Yeah. And the best part of the whole deal was when Jennifer would see who it was at the door. Yeah. You know what she always said? Want a lollipop, little boy? See, it was more than just eye candy. Maybe it was fly candy. There you go. Or fly paper. At any rate, can I get to this story, please? No. I'm a little bit too angry and pissed off today. Actually, I'm delighted today. I don't know what it is. I'm getting rid of all that phlegm. Don't I sound much right. better? You do. You sound chipper. Cold, I'll tell you, no matter what you do, a cold generally lasts, unless it's a real, real mild one, you know? Mm-hmm. And this is the first more serious cold I've had, I don't know, a couple of years, I think. But um, a cold lasts like a week to two weeks, right. ten, ten days to two weeks. Correct. Uh, am I right? You are correct, sir. <laughs> and i got like a little phlegm left, but I'm doing uh, much better. And, of course, that pisses off a lot of people. Right. They're waiting for me to be on that death list. Well, just to be a prick, I'm going to stay around to at least 90. Now, I'm thinking 87. Did you ever? No, you, you're not psychic like I am. No, mild, mildly psychic. No, no, I really yeah, am very psychic. I, and I, for, for a couple of years now, I've had this thing that it's like a little subliminal message in my head that tells me that I'm going to make it to 87. Well, you better hurry then. See, I'd make it to 90, but the diabetes, I think, will catch up to me because yeah. I did have another pint of uh, Ben & Jerry's coffee toffee crunch yesterday. Oh, you bastard. What? 
It, oh, it, funny. It's so good. Did you ever? You still haven't had it, right? Oh, well, they have these. And I, that's funny that you should say that. I bought these Hershey's. You know the little nuggets that come in the bag. Yes. They have, they have almond toffee. Most most Hershey's nuggets do come in a in a sack. Almond toffee, Hershey's mm. chunks. That's my weakness, man. It's phenomenal. Almond toffee, just like that Rogers almond brittle. Right. Oh God, I just fridge. I spaz out. I just yeah. like that. Two kinds of crunch. So far beyond even the wildest sex in history, man. I, I'll tell you, that stuff from uh, Ethel M's in Vegas. Yeah. That almond toffee mm-hmm. crunch or whatever it is. I, I could eat the whole box. It's very sad. At any rate, Bridgeport, Connecticut, a Norwalk man. Can we take a quick first look at this poll? Because it's pretty interesting, I think. 124 votes in, uh, in no time. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you can smell it. You can feel it. You're going to see. And, and, of course, now the neocons are peeing in their pants, which is why they got the army saying, oh, we're going to get Osama this year. Well, how the hell do they know that? Crystal they're ball. positive they're going to catch him this year, and if not, they'll dress somebody up, like I said yesterday, who looks like it. In addition to which, we've already heard a zillion times that Osama's told his kid that if uh, he's in danger of being captured, blow his brains out, he will not be captured alive, unlike uh, Sodom. He won't be in a spider hole. So they can like they can come up with any tall person, you know, and say, hey, look at this, it's Osama. They can put on a phony beard, sure, Shoot and it's the Osama. Face. And then, of course, when a real one shows up, they'll say, oops, we made another mistake, but we meant well. You know, it was just a... Uh, Faulty uh, intelligence again. The growing danger. Yeah, with George Tenet's problem. See, Tenet, keep in mind, is a holdover from the Clinton days. He was the head of the CIA during Clinton. He's the only one who was like a holdover to this uh, fascist, I mean, this group. And so he's an easy scapegoat. So I don't know why anybody's surprised that they're laying the blame on his shoulders. They were doing that months ago when they started with this crap about, well, you know, we got some bad information about that uranium in Niger, and that, that was all bogus, and about that meeting there in uh, Germany that never took place with Mohammed Atta and all of these things, you know. And then the real irony of it is now, now they find out Al-Qaeda's been sneaking across from Iran, and Al-Qaeda, which was no threat in Iraq before, is now they're up to their ass. Isn't that amazing? So Iraq was really one of our least worries before, and now it's our primary worry, along with Afghanistan, where seven more American kids died yesterday. I just mentioned that in passing. It's worth it. I see. 135 votes, just for fun, if Bill Clinton could run again. Good old Bubba, with or without the blue dress stains, baby. That's one of the reasons I think we liked him. Who the hell wants a president who's a stuffed shirt? We like a president who wants to get a little action, right? right? A little bit of fun, like the Kennedys. Not quite that much fun, though. If Bill Clinton could run again in the elections today, who would you vote for? 135 votes. Bubba, 109. 80.7%. Oh, oh God. Oh. George W. 20. 14.8%. Did you say 14? I just said 14. Well, I was so amazed. You know, I'm astonished. Right. Neither one, five, and I wouldn't vote regardless one. So it goes to show you that the crowd that would stay away, see, Bubba would motivate them. That's the one right. thing that excites them. Dean did excite them for a while until they realized that he was eh, not that great. And then Kerry excites him for the fact that he can still speak because he looks like a dead man. He looks like Herman Munster. But I like Kerry. Didn't I tell you that a long time ago? Yes. I said that every day to try to say, didn't I tell you that? No. Well, I'll get to this uh, horrible seminary in charge of molesting girls story, but it's 1027 at 560 QAM, your heathen station. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, come on over, honey, now come and take a drive to my big house in Chappaqua. We can both get juice and maybe a little Panama. My wife is on business, she's out for a week, I'm like a kid in a candy store, it's time to cheat. I got pretzels, hot dogs, cold beer and pizza, you remember little Billy, you're leaning Tower of Pisa. It's gonna be a wild time at my home in New York. 
Cause to me, darling, cheating's like a sport. Unzip my fly, it's all good. Coming over, honey, now blow on my trumpet. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Monica without my wife. Now a little bit of Monica's what I see. When she's far away, that's Hillary. A little bit of Monica's what I need. A little bit of Monica memories. A little bit of Monica, here I am. A little bit of you, I'm a happy man. I'll tell you what, they missed him badly. Bubba's got about 80% of the vote, 178 votes. If he could run again in the elections right now, today, who'd you take? Bubba, 142, just under 80%. GW, 27, 15.1%. Neither one of them is 7. I wouldn't vote at all, too. See the difference? See that vast difference? Maybe he could go away and come back as a different person. There you go. Facial augmentation, change of the name. Mm-hmm. Maybe straighten out that penis a little bit. Bridgeport, Connecticut, a Norwalk man who was studying to be a priest in the Roman Catholic Diocese, he was trying to straighten out his penis, has been charged with sexually assaulting a 16-year-old girl. A girl? Yeah, Kay Novell. Oh. That was her name. <laughs> That's a good name. Le Leonardo Montoya, 30. How old was he? About 30, man. Turned himself into Bridgeport Police Tuesday night after learning that there was a warrant for his arrest. He was charged with fourth-degree sexual assault and posted a $10,000 bond. Diocese officials said Montoya was dismissed from the diocesan seminary and program January 15 after police told church officials about their investigation, according to the Connecticut Post. He was in his third year of a four-year program leading to ordination as a priest. Joseph McAteer, McAleer, whatever the hell his name was, a spokesman for the diocese, said Montoya entered St. John Fisher Seminary Residence in Stanford, September 2000, and yada, 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 all these other ones. Mr. Montoya has denied the charges made against him today. McAleer said he was dismissed from the diocesan seminary and program for showing poor judgment for allowing himself to be placed in an inappropriate situation in which those charges could be made. Police said Montoya molested the daughter of an acquaintance November 30. What date? About 30, man. While visiting the family's home in Bridgeport. Oh. How do you like that? So there you go, another alleged priest pervert doing uh, innocent bystanders. And this time a woman, no less. Hmm. Okay, let's see what we got. I got a he could use that as a I beg your pardon? It was a woman. Let me just give you a hint as to what the second poll is going to be at noon. We'll put it up at noon, but we can start uh, putting it on. Put on your thinking caps, okay? Just grab a hold of yourself and put on your thinking cap. What's your ultimate lesbian fantasy? I'm actually a lesbian. Two famous females. And the reason I put famous is, you know, we can't have, like, Britney Spears and my wife. You know, something like that, like George right. would say. No. Huh? Hmm? What's your... <laughs> no, because we said, what's your ultimate lesbian right. fantasy? So, like I said, like George wouldn't say... Two famous females. I started out with Britney Spears and uh, Charlize Theron, myself. Now, what did you add to that? Charlize Theron and uh, Jessica Biel. Yeah, and Howard Biel? Yeah. And that's what we got so far. He's, he's so that's lesbian. what we'll put up at noon, and you can put on your thinking caps and think about it, okay? Your ultimate lesbian fantasy, because lesbians are in. I figure we got to do a lot more lesbian talk on the show if we're ever going to win back the audience. I wish you know they were in. A lot more dyke life. stuff. Oh, speaking of uh, perversion... Michael Jackson encouraged the boy who later accused him of molestation into appearing in a British documentary with the suggestion of a movie career, a former lawyer for the boy's family tells ABC News Primetime. Jackson brought the boy to his Neverland ranch and gave him some inducements about things that might happen if he did a good job on camera, like he might have a movie career. William Dickerman told Primetime Cynthia Fat McFadden. The interview took place before a judge issued a gag order in the case earlier this month. In the documentary, Jackson is seen holding hands with a 12-year-old who also rests his head on Jackson's shoulder. Aww. Put your head on my shoulder. 
whisper in my rear. Oh, God. The boy tells the interviewer he and his brother had spent a night in the singer's bedroom, and Jackson says he slept on the floor. Right. Dickerman and others told Primetime that at the time the documentary was shot, according to the boy, both Jackson and the boy were telling the truth. There had never been anything sexual in their relationship. Right. But according to a source familiar with the boy's allegations, the boy said that after the cameras were turned off later that same day, Jackson showed him pictures of naked women and cuddled him. The boy told no one. Dickerman said the boy who was befriended by Jackson when the youngster was critically ill with cancer was brought to Neverland expressly to do the interview. He hadn't been there for, for months. I suppose he was trying to clean up his image, put a young boy in front of the camera who says, yeah, everything is okay, he doesn't sleep with me, there's nothing torrid happening in bed, he said. When the program aired last February, the boy's mother contacted him, Dickerman said, not because she had any suspicions about child molestation, but because she felt the documentary's producers hadn't treated her son fairly. He had been on camera, there had been no consent given, said Dickerman, and when she found out about it, she was absolutely livid and said she would never have given her consent. Jackson disappeared from the boy's life for five months after the interview. A source says the source says he disappeared. He reappeared just before the British documentary was set to air on ABC amid a storm of controversy. Dickerman said the family told him that Jackson asked the 13-year-old boy to fly with his family to an exclusive resort in Miami. Dickerman says Jackson told the boy they would hold a joint press conference there denouncing the documentary. Who was going to smoke it? Me. He wanted to take the kid and mom, and the mom said, no, we're all going. He wanted to take just the kid, but mom said, uh-uh, we're all going, which apparently wasn't a big hit with Michael, who reportedly has no use for moms and for kid sisters, said Dickerman. Don't want them bitches around. They get in the way. At the mother's insistence, Dickerman said, she and the boy's brother and sister arrived at Turnberry in Miami, but there was no press conference. Sources sold primetime that Jackson then flew the boy and his family back to L.A. in a private jet. After the documentary aired, Jackson urged the family to abandon their modest apartment in working-class East L.A. He convinced the family, given the uproar around the documentary, that for their own safety, they should leave their home and move into Jackson's Neverland Ranch in the Santa Inez Valley. At the Neverland Ranch, the mother stayed apart from her children. They were very closely monitored and closely guarded, Dickerman said. We'll get to the Jesus juice. We're getting to it. It was sometime in February 2003, sources say, that the boy says cuddling first gave way to incidents of sexual touching, but he didn't speak of molestation to his family. Nevertheless, Dickerman says the boy's mother was becoming increasingly uncomfortable in Neverland, believing that they were being closely monitored and followed whenever they left the ranch. The family felt like they were under house arrest at the Jackson compound, Dickerman said. In a letter to famed criminal defense lawyer Mark Garagos, who had already been hired by Jackson, Dickerman said Jackson or his staff engaged in despicable behavior and that the children were hounded, harassed, and terrorized. Dickerman said Jackson or his agents were surveilling and photographing the children's school, eavesdropping on their phone conversations, in possession of the family's belongings, and holding the family's passports and visas, and maybe even MasterCards. The passports were arranged for them by the Jackson staff, allegedly to send the family out of the country. Dickerson said Jackson and his staff might have withheld the documents because if they showed that they had the passports and the visas, it might suggest they were trying to send them somewhere, you know? According to sources, Michael Jackson's associates proposed that the family relocate to various places, among them Phoenix, Australia, Brazil, or Argentina. Or maybe now Mars would be good. Garrigo spoke to ABC News in detail before the gag order was issued. He told McFadden that the child and his family have made up all the allegations of abuse, called them just the latest attempt to shake down his client with false accusations. Jackson has pleaded not guilty. Dickerman sees the child's story differently. He believes the boy was molested without a doubt. Without a doubt, he said. Dickerman says of the alleged victim, he was very, very reluctant to speak. His sister and brother weren't, but of course they weren't the alleged victims. And it wasn't easy, especially because he had been humiliated. He also really adored Michael Jackson. Sources told Primetime the boys given many details of the alleged molestation, including that Jackson gave his sister vodka and him and his brother wine, which they say Jackson called Jesus juice. 
Sources also told Primetime that alcohol was detected during a blood test for the boy's cancer treatment. According to a source, a person who was not a member of the family also corroborates the drinking. But asked about these allegations, if Jackson gave the boy wine, sleeping pills, or showed him pornography, Dickerman said, I can't say these are all part of the case. I don't want to step on the DA's toes. In the meantime, the trial is still many months away. The family has moved to an undisclosed location, and there's concern about the still fragile health of the boy. They seem to be doing okay if basically being a prisoner in your home is okay, Dickerman said. They're not essentially in hiding. They are absolutely in hiding. How do you like that? They are absolutely in hiding, not just essentially they're doing it. Got more Michael Jackson stuff later, even though nobody, everybody pretends they don't care. I don't care. Michael's own supporters are harassing the boy. Yes, you do. I just want to see his ass fried. Well, there you go. That's what. That's why I'm using all of this. Oh, speaking of somebody who might get his ass fried, but I really doubt it. Prosecutors contact second woman in Kobe Bryant case. Oy, oh no! Oy. Wait till you hear this one. Not Kobe. Yeah, I got the Inquirer from yesterday. I got Celebrity Justice. I got stuff up the ass here. So it's a lynching. Yeah, it's a, that's right. It's that lynch mob mentality. It's a black thing. Celebrity Justice has learned that prosecutors in the Kobe Bryant case have contacted a Portland, Oregon hotel worker. Sources tell Celebrity Justice that this woman says she had a sexual encounter with Kobe Bryant at a hotel where she worked. Celebrity Justice has learned the woman works for room service at the hotel. Sources tell CJ that the woman disclosed to co-workers that the meeting between her and the NBA superstar was hot and heavy. All right. Ready for that? Yeah. Hot and heavy. Sources close to the woman tell Celebrity Justice she and Brian actually met a few years ago at the hotel, and he continued to request her for room service on repeated visits there. Yeah. I guess this gives new meaning to the worm, or the worm, a room service. Isn't that the worm? That's the worm. Sources so say the encounter prosecutors are especially interested in allegedly happened in April 2003. Sources claim that Brian requested that the woman deliver him room service. When the woman went to his room, a source tells C.J., Brian began flirting with her and she was receptive. C.J. is told the two then began having a romantic encounter. According to these sources, the young woman at one point put a stop to things because she felt guilty. She was involved with someone else at the time, also knew Kobe was married. These same sources tell C.J., Brian and the woman then began to get intimate again. Sources say the woman finally said, No. No. And the encounter stopped. C.J. is told the encounter didn't get as far as sexual intercourse and was consensual. The incident could impact the trial if prosecutors are attempting to establish an M.O. or pattern of behavior on the part of Kobe Bryant. Celebrity Justice spoke with the woman in question and was extremely distraught over being brought into the Kobe case. A source says if subpoenaed, she would testify about her relationship with Kobe. The source says she did, however, describe Bryant as a perfect gentleman, and she says she hopes he's acquitted of sexual assault charges in Colorado when he was hung like a moose, is what she said. She said she never saw anything like that in her life, in her wildest dreams. She said even those Swedes and the Elks never saw nothing like this. 1041, 19 before 11 at 560 QAM. This is Sports Radio 560 QAM. Friday, you bastard. Hey, 
ways. It's all chrome and glass. What a big wave. Trump has got cash, but no clash, clash, clash. Trump has got cash, but no clash, clash, clash. Trump has got cash, but no clash, clash, clash. Trump has got cash, but no clash. 1046, 14 to 11, we got the Mad Dog at 2. Let's, uh, this schedule was incorrect, by the way. I don't want Clarence to get all bent out of shape. He's busy changing those promos, I'm sure, those abortive, long, two-minute promos that go on with ancient play-by-play from 100 years ago that are really embarrassing and dusted, by the way, they suck. Mad Dog at 2, the Humper at 4 from the Super Bowl in Houston. You got the Big oh. at 7, Eddie K at 10, and Overnight at Sporting News Radio. Anybody know what that is? No. I wonder what it sounds like. I wonder if it's any good. Sports, sports, all sports, sounds sports, the same. Sports, sports, <laughs> exactly. Sports. That's right. It all's the same crap. Here's one for the upcoming pool. Two famous uh, females who constitute your ultimate lesbian fantasy: Catherine Zeta-Jones and Jennifer Connelly. Ask to ask. Rectum to rectum. Right. Got that? <clears throat> got I noticed there's some like tracks, some yeah, stains that the, came through on a fax. Tracks of his tears. Shame on you. Sir. Uh, U.S. passengers, speaking of that, well, we better take a couple of calls. Maybe we'll get some more. We'll be building that pole slowly, real slowly, and it gets a little bigger, a little bigger. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. My, yes, my, sir. My two favorite would be Halle Berry and Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Good choices. Yeah, and, that's interesting. And for Mo, Janet Reno and Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Excellent, amigo. I think that already you. happened, though. It probably did. Also, anyway, speaking of old-time entertainers, Last night, and I, I hesitate to mention this because only those of us over the age of 100 like me, old farts, uh, ever even turn on Larry King, even for a second. I just love to see what's going on there, you know, especially after the debate, which I enjoyed. And he had a tribute to Jack Parr. Now, you know, again, old farts like me, we realize that Jack Parr was one of the all-time great entertainers. He was one in a billion. You can talk Johnny Carson. You can talk about Steve Allen, who I liked a lot back, back in the day. Or you can talk about um, Leno or Letterman. There was nobody who did a talk show. In fact, he really invented the whole uh, genre of what he did, like um, Jack Parr. He was great. He had balls. He was he was low-key. Right on. But he he didn't have uh, any fear of anything. He was fearless, and he told it the way he saw it. Anyway, he died a few days ago. So they had a, a, a tribute to Jack Parr, which was really, I enjoyed it. They showed a lot of clips from the old shows, but the only part that was not enjoyable was seeing Mike Douglas, who looked like he just saw to celebrate his 400th birthday, my God, I mean, big dark brown chunks of skin like pasted onto what used to be a head. I mean, well, what was that? And they had um, Merv Griffin, who really <laughs> is spending that money on a lot of food, I guess. Boy, he has porked up. He's got to be he's got to be tipping at least 270, 280, Merv. He was just a monster in that chair. Hey, by the way, Merv, you got all that money. It's time to come out. Uh, Bob Newhart was on there, who Jack Parr uh, discovered. Right. Phyllis Diller, uh, Ed McMahon. Mm-hmm. Who actually looked pretty good last night, Ed. I'm not a big fan of his, but he looked uh, almost human. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, t- uh, uh, what's his name? Pat Sajak was there. Okay. Uh, Dick Cavett. All of these people were like protégés of uh, Jack Parr. And it, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was in- interesting. On the phone, they had, uh, who the hell was it from the South Pacific that called him? Oh, Hugh Downs, who used to be the announcer on the show. He was he was to uh, Jack Parr what Edmund Man was to Johnny. Got it? Mm-hmm. Hey, you would have enjoyed it. It was some uh, fun stuff. Back when TV was all live and it was just spontaneous, you never knew what that was going to happen. And he had all these great guests on, like Cliff Arquette and Alexander King and Jean Viev and Dodie Goodman, who was a real wacko bitch. She was hysterical. It was just a great show. It was a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Right. 
Anyway, U.S. passenger douses baby on Brazil flight. <laughs> I saw that yesterday. Sao Paulo, Brazil. Well, Brazil's pissed off at us. Let's do a couple of more calls before we do this story. WQAM, hello. Uh, yeah, hi. I, hi. I want, can I talk to Neil? Sure, speaking. Oh, hi, Neil. How you doing? I have a, a good couple for you that, I, that has already happened. Okay. Janet Reno and Ann Bishop. <laughs> okay, we'll put okay. it on there. Thanks, sweetheart. <laughs> Janet Reno and Ann Bishop. You like that? Might be I'm sure right what's now. wrong with that. I wouldn't be surprised if Ann is she, uh, uh, Janet, rather. If she's driving around the country in that red pickup, if she's uh, huh huh, she's probably got Ann's body stuck in the in the back, pickled. She's got it, uh, yeah, pickled. Maybe in fact, I think Janet's got a pickle now that you mention it in the box. WQAM, hello. I've got one for you, Connie Chung and Greta Van Susteren. Beauty, okay, I think that's the Mad Dog's favorite. All right. Connie Chink and Greta Van Susten, the lovely Greta. Right. That Maybe Mad Greta Dog can just... get a pregnant. <sighs> yeah, that could be it. I think Greta's got a big one. I don't think there's any mistake about that. No. You get all these down now? Even yeah. the ones that sound to you like a joke, put them Whatever. on here. Okay. Sure. The one with Janet oh. and, uh, and Bishop. <laughs> Janet is very, very popular. She is. Here, Everybody here, loves Janet. On the, on the you go, boy. I mean, whatever you are. Ever see Janet Reno together with Celia Cruz? No. See my point? All she did was just change it with a different outfit, like Alistair on uh, Passions. Oh, by the way, Alistair gets slammed up against the wall by Antonio today on Passions. Gets slammed up against the wall. Not a good idea, Antonio. As Sheridan continues getting the juice from that wild, uh, demented doctor who's terrified for his own family. It's uh, just the best. WQM, hello. Not WQM, hello. Yes, I yes sir. Uh, give my suggestion. Go right ahead. I'd like to have uh, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones yes. and Jacqueline Smith. Jacqueline Smith. That's in interesting. Yes. Okay, we'll send them right over. Thank you. <laughs> and you're welcome. No problem. Just treat them well. Be nice. So anyway, an American citizen who spilled a cup of water in the face of a crying baby during a flight to Brazil will be deported, the federal police said yesterday. Ronald Harry Duffy had his visa revoked because of inconvenient behavior and was not allowed into the country. Inconvenient behavior. Right. You know, like, you, like if you like fart a lot, that's inconvenient behavior. Yeah, Said federal police mind. spokeswoman Wagner Castillo, he has been ordered deported. The 35-year-old Duffy, who's from Pennsylvania, was seated next to a Brazilian couple and their baby during a TAM airline Miami to Sao Paulo flight that landed Wednesday. Annoyed with the baby's constant crying, Duffy, who was drunk, oh, <laughs> threw the contents of a cup of water in the baby's face. I like that. The flight attendants had to restrain other passengers who wanted to beat him up. <laughs> Great. Well, it's a long flight. You know, kill some good time. It's a nine-hour flight. The pilot informed police of the incident. When the plane lighted, Duffy was detained. The baby's parents did not file charges. You know who Duffy looks a little bit like? They got his picture here. Looks a little bit like freaky Carlos out there. You know what? You're right. That's that you, picture. Have you seen it? Yep. Yeah, it looks a little like him. A little bit better, of course, but then again, so would a pile of Schmidt. Bleach in his hair. And stuff. Duffy was supposed to have left Wednesday night, but all the airlines with flights to the U.S. refused to take him. How do you like that? Yeah, Maybe he's going to get left there in the deserts of Brazil. In the deserts. Uh, in the jungles, like I said, of Brazil. Duffy was hoping to spend carnival on the north, uh, in the northeastern state of Bahia. Carnival was being held in a private room at Sao Paulo's Guarajos International Airport. We put on a Miami bound plane, uh, it says yesterday. When was this story from? I saw it yesterday. I see. I saw well, anyway, he's back. It was the second incident this month involving U.S. citizens at the Sao Paulo airport two weeks ago, which we talked about, but it's worth repeating. An American Airlines pilot had to pay a fine of nearly 13 grand after being accused of making an obscene gesture during new customs procedures for U.S. citizens. Brazilian authorities charged that Dale Robin Hirsch, no relation to Sonny, 
53, lifted his middle finger while undergoing the new security process imposed in response to similar rules in the U.S. for citizens of Brazil and many other countries. Basically, what it's, they're pissed off and they just want to get even with us now. That's all. They're pissed off and fired up, those Brazilians. That's why we got all them Brazilians living in Pompano and Deerfield Beach now. They sent thousands and thousands. We'll teach you bastards a lesson. How do you like that? Nobody there. WQAM, hello. Hey, thanks for yes. taking my call. Thanks for making your call, sir. Um, I just wanted to contribute to the uh, two-girl thing. I want to please see Ginger and Marianne doing it on the island. Ginger and Marianne. You know, Tina Louise and uh, Don Wells. that other girl from Gilligan Island. Don, Don Wells. Wells. Okay, man, you got it. You have to help me with that because I don't watch Gilligan's Island. What? What are you talking about like that? When you were young and when you were I never kid. watched more than two minutes. I hated that show. No, it was an awful, awful show. Well? But Ginger and Marianne. Well, I wasn't interested in Ginger and Marianne, okay? I was more interested in uh, Leave It in Beaver. I, I was more interested right. in Wally, okay? So you watch uh, Ginger and Marianne, who just turned okay. 82, by the way. Right. Wasn't that the show, though, with Jim Backus? Yes. Yes. And Bob Denver, I love Jim Backus. He was great. He was, he was great. on I Mary Joan. Only Boca Bryan and I remember I Mary Joan with Joan, uh, what's her name? What was oh, her was name? Was that it? I don't know. Joan Fleischman. <laughs> She's the talk of the town is what I'm hearing. Let's take a peek at that Bubba poll, okay, and see how Bubba's doing. Just for fun, if Bill Clinton could run again, the election would be held right now. Today, who would you vote for? we got nearly 300 votes in about 45 minutes. That is shocking, isn't it? It's I'm telling you, there's something in the air. Everybody's saying this now, and they're right. As opposed to the usual apathy about elections and about uh, politics and about all these things, now you're seeing these gigantic turnouts, rec record breakers in Iowa, in New Hampshire, and then this coming Tuesday, you're going to see a lot of folks show up. You're going to see a lot of dark folks show up in South Carolina. Excellent. They are pissed off and fired up. And they're not all going to vote for Sharpton either. They like Al Sharpton, and I like him too in some ways. But uh, they're going to vote for the winner, and you know who that is. No. 296 votes. Bill Clinton, 237. He's got 80%. Oh, oh God. We oh, love Bubba. Come on, oh. Bubba. Bring it back. Do another one for us. Squirt, squirt. That's it. Only pick somebody who looks better this time. Please. I think that's what they were pissed off about. At least if at least you're going to screw around. Do like the Kennedys do. Right pick on. somebody. You know, Marilyn Monroe. Or who was that broad from Chicago? Who was Sam Giancana's girlfriend that Kennedy was banging? What was Catherine, her name? Catherine Zeta-Jones. Catherine, uh, Kevin uh, Spacey. Bill Clinton, 80%. George W. Bush, 37 Oh, there's Tom Brady, man, in his red uh, Patriots uh, warm-up outfit. He looked really damn good. Jesus, let's see him again. Uh, George W. Bush, 37 12.5% is all the Bushmeisters got. Neither is 17 And I wouldn't vote regardless, 5 no matter what the hell you do to me. Live, live and local. We're Sports Radio 560. QAM. Do you know who I am? I'm Mo Green. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. Jumped in a taxi cab. I said, driver, Central Park. You looked at me so quizzically. I could tell she was in the dark. So I acted out my park charade. And with my arms, the trees I made. Nobody speaks English anymore. <laughs> I went down to Miami Beach where the weather is nice and sunny. I walked into a liquor store, but the guy there talks real funny. I asked him for a pint of whole Jim Beam. He says, no, Tienda. What does that mean? Nobody speaks English anymore. At the corner deli. Hell, I think I'm in Pakistan. Speak English, smelly. 
Or you can go back to Iran. <laughs> I came here many years ago. Learned my ABCs. I don't say muchas gracias. I say pretty please. So get yourself to a classroom quick. You're in America now. Stop making me sick. Nobody speaks English. Come on. Amen. It's 11:01 at 5:60. I was thinking of that one spot that we play. I don't want to pick on anybody. It is a trade-out though. But I'm thinking of that. And as that goes on, I think to myself, man, that's almost as offensive as those long sports rejoins that Clarence has saddled us with. You know what? Which one are you talking? See, let about? me just say this, Clarence. One thing you don't understand is length of listenership. I remember back in the days when, back in the day, when the first team was on, yeah, and they used to have those unbelievable nine-minute breaks, and they used to scream and holler and carry on. I mean, yeah, you could hear it all over the goddamn building, all the screaming, and uh, rightfully so, because nobody in that radio station has any concept of length of listenership. What? Formatics. That's what huh? they don't understand. Formatics. So after a long, ponderous four-minute commercial break, which we need to cash, thank you, but that's plenty long enough. Uh, see, anything more than four minutes becomes like a newscast. Haven't I told you that for years? What words? When you start you getting into like five minutes, that's a newscast. You can mm -hmm. do that on FM because then you go into like a 25-minute set of uninterrupted crap. Yeah, but let me but ask they you haven't something. got any concept of formatics or length of listenership. It's enough to make you scream. What does that have to do with sports? That's a good point. Here's an excellent fax. The faxes are coming in. I think uh, we're on our, on our way. It says, is it a true statement that the larger the flag on someone's car, the bigger of an asshole driver they are? Absolutely correct, sir. Or am I dreaming up Schmidt? No, you're absolutely correct. That's an excellent point, especially in South Florida. Right. The bigger the uh, flag, fa flag, then the bigger the asshole behind the wheel. It's an asshole barometer. Rich Pactor faxed us about 400 pages on this. The first one will do, Rich. Thank you. Just a couple of sentences. The head of a nonprofit Ocala Foundation was arrested yesterday and charged with stealing more than $268,000 in public money intended to send poor children to private schools. This, I say capital punishment. I say hang his ass and all his buddies too. The arrest of James Eisenhower of Ocala, chairman and director of the Silver Archer Foundation, came months after a series of newspaper articles drew attention to the state's voucher program. It's the first arrest tied to the controversy. Florida Chief Financial Officer Tom Gallagher alleges that Eisenhower committed grand theft last year when he raised $268,125 under the voucher program but never awarded any of the required scholarships. Mr. Eisenhower should be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law for denying parents the opportunity to pursue a better education for their children, Gallagher said in a written statement. Eisenhower was booked into the Marion County Jail and charged with grand theft. Robert Altman, a lawyer who's represented him in the past, couldn't be reached for comment. Governor Bush's Department of Education has been criticized for not fully vetting Eisenhower before deeming him eligible to participate in the voucher program. What a crock of crap. This is your crook governor, man. This born-again, holy, uh, goody-two-shoes governor. Uh, what have I told you? The biggest crook family in America in history, bigger than the Kennedys or anybody else, is the right. Bush clan, man. Even bigger than the Corleones. And the one thing that they still aren't talking about as much as they ought to be are the Bushes and the Bin Ladens, man. Joined at the hip, make no mistake about it. Business buddies going way, way back. If you start reading some of them books that we got on our website, you might start learning a little bit. Those Have somebody read them to you. Liberal lie books? Uh, that's right. Liberal propaganda. Commie pinko liberal propaganda. Fag propaganda. Sean says, I don't think uh, looks or prowess alone would be enough to fulfill the ultimate lesbian fantasy. The match must be perverse or forbidden, such as women of fame and power. Sisters, interracial or even interspecies. <laughs> well, I thought we had some of those, didn't we? Interspecies? Species. Like Anne and the Janet? 
It says, obviously, I've given this a lot of thought, and if I saw a porn film of Linda Hamilton, Terminator Girl, and her twin sister, I wouldn't make it through the FPI warning. I think he means the FBI warning. FPI. That's the forbidden penis warning. <laughs> P.S. Why don't the goody two shoes just admit that sex is supposed to be dirty? It's no coincidence that we make love with the same parts of the body we used to go to the toilet. Good point, John. If he can't get the above match, he'll settle for Betty Boop and Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> so we got Linda Hamilton, the Terminator girl, and her twin sister, whatever her name is. Do we know her name? No. Well, we can add Joshua, whatever his name is there. He can look it up. But if we just, because uh, she's not famous, her twin sister. So it's just Linda Hamilton and her, and twin, her sister. twin sister. Okay, that's fine. I'm easy. Here's one that says, I would like to see Janet Reno and Judy Steinberg added to your lesbian celebrity couple pool. That's okay. And I got another one for you. Okay. Listen, <laughs> Janet Reno. Uh, oh, leave her alone. She's going to get a lot of work here, man. She's going to be exhausted. Janet Reno and Dr. Judy Dean. <laughs> oh, How do you like no. that? Huh? Yeah. I like it. Janet has plans to get married. Oh, there's uh, John McCain was on her for a second going, boom, 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 yeah. You know, John McCain makes a lot of sense once in a while. Like every alternate right. Wednesday, he makes some sense. And then in between, he just reverts to his uh, origins. He babbles a lot. Anyway, here's an interesting thing from the Palm Beach troublemaker who really redeemed himself with an excellent facts. Here's the quote. I shall give a propagandist reason for starting the war, never mind whether it will be plausible or not. The victor will not be asked afterwards if he told the truth or not. In starting and waging a war, it's not right that matters but victory. And who said that? August 26, 1939, Adolf Hitler. How do yeah. you like that? You understand the Gestapo keeps track of everyone. And he ends it by saying, and mad cowboy disease now. <laughs> that's beautiful. Man, that's one of the all-time great ideas. We have to have wage a, a nationwide, a worldwide campaign to end mad cowboy disease now. Beauty. The Look at the way Bubba's hovering right there about the 80% mark. Uh, that is so impressive to me. Actually, it should be more like 90. But some of these bush bastards, they just won't give it up. You know, some of these goody two-shoes, holier than thou. Just for fun, if Bill Clinton could run again and the election is being held today, who would you vote for? 339 votes in much less than an hour. Bill Clinton, 270, 79.6%. Oh, you go, boy. Oh. All right. George W. Bush, 46, 13.5%. Neither 18, only 5%. I wouldn't vote regardless, only 5. How do you like that? Pretty impressive, ain't it? Impressive. Especially for this crowd. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil Rogers, please. Speaking. Neil, how you doing? Pretty good. I got I got a great one for uh, about Jessica Alba and Halle Berry. Okay. And then I got my nasty one is Ricky Lake and Carney Wilson. Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> Before the diet. Okay. Poor Carney Wilson. She lost all that weight. Yeah. She did. She lost a ton of weight. Well, she was on a biography uh, a couple of weeks ago. Didn't I tell you I saw that? No. See, we, I, I know it's much more fun to rip fat people, including me. It's it's more fun. But it's a disease. Yeah. So when you see somebody who's just a gigantic tub and they can't stop, uh, it's it's a disease. It's a disease with an easy cure. No, no, no you're wrong. Mm, That's like easy. saying that alcoholism has got an easy cure Whatever. or a drug Whatever. addiction is an easy cure. What? What's the uh, easy cure, Mr. Expert? What? Stop. It's poison. Stop doing it. It's killing you. Stop doing it. You are such an asshole. Man. Yeah, and? Let's do that poll again from yesterday about sure. who's, uh, you know, George is being, what is it? What was it? Asshole like a spit? real disease that has no cure. 
and you just have to suffer and die. But but for you to sit there who doesn't never really had a weight problem and say, oh, it's easy. See that that's why people are just revolted by that kind of uh, crap. That's it's not, not easy. You're addicted. I'm telling you, you don't believe me. Your addiction, your addiction to refined carbohydrates, especially sugar, man, yeah. sugar. You, you know what I was thinking about the other day? Remember I told you this story about when they tried to reopen the famous restaurant in Dania? Mm-hmm. Big Daddy Knapp and his wife, and they invited me there for dinner, and they opened in the big mm-hmm. pink, uh, the pink uh, palace, which turned out to be a, a white elephant. And they tried it. First of all, there's how many Jews are there in Dania? About 30, man. They tried to reopen the famous restaurant. But at any rate, and they're sitting around, both gigantic fat people. I mean, they were nice to me, and that was great, although they did not have the kishki. But, uh, and, and they're telling me stories about how, well, she's going to the hospital and may have to have a leg amputated, and they're both diabetic, and they're moaning and groaning about all these things. And while they're doing it, she's stirring the Hershey syrup into her New York egg cream, and I thought she was going to pick up the can of Hershey syrup and drink it out of the can. I, I wonder if they're still alive, either one of them. Probably not. And it's easy to make fun of that, and I have, because what else are you going to do but cry? But right. it's, a, it's a disease. You're sure. addicted to it, and you just don't uh, understand it. Of course I do. No, you, you have don't. The cure. the cure is in your hands. It's not like like. No, cancer. there's something else in my hands right now. Yeah, I'll bet. And I don't want to cure it's that. not like cancer, like uh, other diseases. I'd like to make it no grow, but I don't want to cure it. About. What? Weak, weak people. Yeah, but for you to sit there and say, oh, it's easy. It's not. It. It's a tremendous, enormous addiction, man. Whatever. It's so powerful. I went through it. I was gaining weight. I had to stop the crap. How much? How fat did you ever get, Mr. Lilliputianer? Mr. Pisspot? I grew out of all how, my How clothes. fat did you get? How much did you weigh? I don't know, like 160. One what? About 30, man. Yeah, about 130, soaking wet. That's what I weigh now. I weigh 135. One Little shrimp. The guy comes up to your kneecap, yeah, folks. Yeah, because I cut it he's out. He's bitching about being because fat. Because I Well, because you don't have the disease. You were just getting sloppy, that's all. But you're not addicted. Weak, you're not one of those people that sits down and opens up a thing of Pringles like an potato chips and eats the first like one or two and then eats the whole weak. goddamn box. You're not one of those people. Weak and you're pointing the finger. That's right. We're weak. We're all weak. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T in Verizon. I, th- I hear somebody at my door. I think they're coming to take me away. <laughs> Donut. WQAM. Hello. How about the bird and PP? WQAM. Hello. Hey. Yes, sir. Uh, George. Yes. George, the deal is, is if you're an alcoholic, you can stop drinking. If you're do cocaine, you can stop doing cocaine. But you have to eat. But if you're eating food, you have to eat. Right. You have you don't to eat have to overeat. Excellent point. Excuses. You still now, have. To you got it. your thumb right on it, man. Excuses. Don't don't listen to George. He's full of Whatever. crap. He's just he's just a hard ass spick. Don't yeah. pay any attention to him. Uh, Thanks, pal. Thanks for the YouTube. The have cure a good is in your hands. Have a couple of uh, Fruit Loops. What? The cure is in your hands. Oh, stop with the hands thing, okay? I think there are a lot of fat people out there who like to come in and put you in their hands and squeeze you around the neck. Like to eat me, probably. Well, they might. Well, I don't think so. Well, I'm sweet. Maybe uh, Carlos out at the desk. Got cheese. Mmm. Melted. Formaggio. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T <laughs> and Verizon wireless line. Maybe Josh Friedman will come back oh. and eat you. Maybe he'll come back and have you for lunch. WQAM, hello. Hey, happy Friday, guys. And back to you, sir. Uh, what was I going to say? Hey, oh, you know, what I, you know what I forgot to say? What? Hi, Pally. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, Neil, who's that uh, reporter on CNN? She's a hottie. Burnett, uh, brown eyes. Oh, Candy Cowley. Is that her name? No, I'm just kidding. Oh, anyway, I, I completely forgot her name. I mean, I Oh, the one that's on early in the morning? She's on all the time, actually. Oh, what is her name? 
And maybe Michael Douglas will stick his nose into it, too. Carl Malden's still alive, by the way. I mentioned that. <clears throat> God, I couldn't believe how bad he looked. If you could have seen Mike... Well, of course, you don't even know from Mike Douglas, do you? Yeah, I saw some pictures. Oh, man. Uh, seriously, if you talk about a dead man on your screen last night, it, it, it was like just blotches of brown skin, all like 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 um, like putty. Like somebody had just taken a bunch of putty and slapped it all together and stuck a couple of eyes in it. Wow. Hey, Mike, time for the old dirt nap, sweetheart. You're finished. He made Larry look young. 11.13 at 5.60 WQM. If you feel like about 100 years old because you don't sleep well at night, there might be a problem with your mattress. It might be finito. If your mattress ain't giving you the uh, night's sleep any more than it used to, it's probably time to replace it. How do you do that? You make one easy call. Now, if you want, you can go out to your bedding and department store and pay for their big overhead and get ripped off. Or if you're smart like us, celebrate the new year in real comfort with a great new name brand mattress and unbeatable price from our friends at Dial a Mattress. And you can sit right there on your fat ass eating Cheetos. Just make one call to 1-800-MATTRESS. And Dial a Mattress now is proud to have added Stearns and Foster to their already strong championship lineup. Stearns and Foster is the finest mattress made in America, and you can sleep on one as soon as tonight. If you make the call right now, call 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S. And, of course, they also have the complete line of the other top makers in the world. they got Sealy, Serta, Simmons, King Coil, Tempur-Pedic. Choose from dozens of models at low everyday discount prices. And only Dollar Mattress lets you choose a two-hour delivery window that meets your schedule any day, seven days a week when it's convenient from, for, uh, from you. From 8 in the morning till 10 at night. In other words, like noon to 2, 1 to 3, whenever you want, they'll show up. With low prices, same-day delivery, free setup and removal, it's easy for even a moron to see why Dollar Mattress Absolutely. is ranked number one in the world in customer satisfaction. So do what I've been doing for years, and George and Miguel and uh, everybody else. In fact, if uh, Pharrell would have stuck around, he was hoping to do too. Call 1-800-MATTRESS, 1-800-M-A-T-T-R-E-S, or online, it's mattress.com. My, my, and local, this is Sports Radio 560, UAM. Uh, you are a man or a woman. I won't comment on that matter. That would be pending. Uh, no kidding. Numerous investigations have been conducted. <laughs> uh, I had another personality. Magnificent. I think I was insane. Yes. I drank. I smoked. I did drugs. You did exactly the right thing. <laughs> yes. Yes. I did anything I could to get sex. That is just... A travesty. I'm personally opposed to sex. Yes. Put me on all fours? No. Sex? No. It's one of the most horrible acts I think a human being could commit. There's no love here. Correct. I'm going to go get love. Fine. Take care, sir. <laughs> there is a good one for you. Get that on there. Janet Reno and Anne Heche. Okay. Why not? Here's a fact that says Whoopi Goldberg and CCH Pounder. Man, talk about nasty. CCH Pounder from uh, West Wing. The Shield. Postcards from uh, from the Edge and Baghdad Cafe and a bunch of others. Chelsea Clinton, any other uh, ugly bitch you can think of will be another one, it says here. Chelsea Clinton and Dr. Judy Dean. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. I think that's when he started going downhill. When they took a look at that bitch, that miskite, they said, holy crap, that that's the first lady? In fact, they said, that's a lady? Did you say miskike? Yeah, miskike. 
Oh, here's a horrible story, but it's so American it's just typical. They won't even they won't even get to be surprised by this. Georgia considers banning the word evolution. All right, Satan. Atlanta, Georgia. The state school superintendent has proposed striking the word evolution from Georgia's science curriculum and replacing it with the phrase biological changes over time. <laughs> Gay. Man, you think that the people in South Carolina be dumb. Georgia. I think Georgia's got them all beat. That's where they, like, last year we had the story about the, uh, or maybe it was two years ago, right. about the segregated senior proms. Right. Wow. Hey, somebody better show them the calendar, although South Carolina's right there with them, and, of course, they're side by each. Yes. The changes included more than 800 pages of draft revisions to Georgia's curriculum that have been posted by the, and, and let's, ha hats off to Al Sharpton last night. Oh! We're talking about how Bush stole the election and all the dark folks in Duval County in Florida and other places that were turned away because they told him they had to have four pieces of ID. Oh! Yeah, nice going, Al. Oh! Boy, I sure wish I could like him more, you know? I know. Now, I, I do like him. I mean, he's an asshole and he's a, He's a racist, anti-Semite, uh, rabble-rousing uh, exploiter. And but nevertheless, I like him a lot better than Jesse Jackson. Well, yeah. If we could just put his brain and big mouth inside John Kerry's body, wouldn't that be great? Uh, in Kerry's body? In John Edwards' body. Okay. There you Edwards go. is 50, by the way. That I, When he said he that... 50. 50 years ago, I was born in a little town in South Carolina. I thought, I looked at him, I said, you're 50? Right. Holy crap, man. He must be drinking that magic juice. The blood of young virgins. Anyway, getting back to Atlanta. The changes included more than 800 pages of draft revision to Georgia's curriculum and been posted by the Department of Education on its website. The middle and high school standards are expected to be voted on by the state in May after pubic feedback. Superintendent Kathy Cox said the concept of evolution would still be taught under the proposal, but the word would not be used. Right. The proposal would not require schools to... In other words, in Georgia, you can have a, an abortion, just don't call it that. What can you can just say terminating a, a baby's existence. I'm having a birthday party. No, an unbirthday party. <laughs> an after-birthday party. <laughs> the proposal would not require schools to buy new textbooks, omitting the word evolution, would not prevent teachers from using it. Cox repeatedly referred to evolution as a buzzword yesterday and said the ban was proposed in part to alleviate pressure on teachers in socially conservative areas <laughs> where parents object to its teaching. Well, I think it's time to drag those parents out of the woods in Aintree, okay, honey? And keep in mind that delivery was in, deliverance was in Aintree. No, put them in Georgia. into the woods. Ship them in off Georgia. In Georgia. God, talk about a bunch of inbreds and half-breeds. Mm, if teachers across this state, parents across this state say, this is not what we want, then we'll change it, said Cox. A Republican, of course, elected in 2002. Got her picture here, man. Talk about a miskite. Educators and legislators criticized the proposal, saying science teachers understand the theories behind evolution and how to teach them. Wow, what a concept. Here we are saying we have to improve standards and improve education, and we're just throwing a bone to the conservatives with total disregard to what scientists say, said State Representative Bob Holmes, of course a Democrat, with balls. Social conservatives who prefer religious creation to be taught instead of evolution criticize the proposal as well. If you're teaching the concept without the word, what's the point, said Representative Bobby Franklin, a Republican, no kin to Ben. It's stupid. It's like teaching gravity without using the word gravity or gravitas or grab your ass. How do you like that? Bunch of mugwumps. Don't go to Georgia, folks. Stay out of there. Nope. In fact, I'd paddle right up uh, around Georgia and South Carolina. Go to North Carolina and go up and visit George. He's got some really good crap. In fact, he's got a crop growing that you wouldn't believe, man. I wish. <clears throat> 407 votes on this. But look at this. Bubba's up to 81%. Right. Oh, man, All he's right. kicking Bush's ass. Right. I'm telling you. 
Let's do it now before it's too late. Just so that there's no questions, no doubts in anybody's mind. 407 votes. If just for fun, if Clinton could run for a third term and the election's right now, today, who'd you vote for? Clinton or Bush? Neither. I wouldn't uh, vote regardless. Bill Clinton, 330. 300 and... About 30, man. 81%. George W., 53, 13%. He's on the way out. I can smell it. Neither one, 18, and I wouldn't vote regardless. Six. Only six. Even the ones who aren't highly motivated, they go out there to vote for Bubba again. They like his style. They like old Slick Willie. They like his Slick Willie. Here's a fax from Jay who says, I'd like to put Jessica Simpson and little Kim on the poll. I agree with the guy who said you need more than just two hot chicks. I think the matchup of innocent Simpson with little Kim, who as Mad Dog would say is one fine midget hoe, is very intriguing. Okay, there you go, Jay. It's an interesting combo there. It's, it is. <clears throat> Not as interesting as Dr. Judy Dean and, and Bishop. Condoleezza and Laura Bush. Oh, I love that. Oh, yeah. Are you going to be disrespectful to Dr. Rice again? Yes, Dr. Rice. Oh, please, please stop at a baloney, okay? Like, Dr. Rice. I like it better than Uncle Ben's. Oh, God. Echmir a doctor, okay, as they say in Yugoslavia. <laughs> Dr. Rice. Oh, get her out of here. Drag that bitch out of here right now before it's too late. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. And Verizon Wireless Line. Our second poll goes up at noon. It pops up at noon. What's your ultimate lesbian fantasy? Any two famous females that you'd love, you'd love to see that would like really do it for you? WQAM, hello. Good morning. Yes, sir. Uh, speaking of holier than nows, I was flipping around looking for the hockey scores the other night, and I happened to land on the fascist news network, and it was Hannity and Combs or Schultz oh. and Dreck, whatever the hell they call them. And guess who the third party was discussing democratic politics? Heinrich Himmler. The Reverend Pat Robertson, you were close. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to say one thing to Robertson. Right. Hey, it's the ebullient guy, Neil. Have a good day. Okay, and you too. Oh, it's the ebullient guy, George. Yeah, I heard. What? Nothing. That was the ebullient guy, but he was what? short and quick. Now, I don't it's start right. picking on him. I wasn't picking At on him. At least it wasn't Reverend Jones. Thank God, he'll be around. Just relax. I'm, I'm you begging that? you. I'm begging you. Why just you calm down. Josh, is he hyperventilating? Is his uh, head starting to turn all red and purple? No, he's cool. Okay. Yeah, right. I got the him. Uh, I've evidently. I guess you're sharing some of that chipman, huh? Uh, By the way, if anybody's listening, Josh is smoking some bad stuff today. No, he isn't. It's all only good. Some good, good stuff. It's all good. I know. That's what Bubba said too. It's all good. Apparently, take he a puff so. on it. Twenty-seven past. 11 at 560 WQAM. Hey, I'll tell you one thing. All you dieters out there speaking of fat. Now, George says it's easy. That's because he's a heartless schmuck. Yeah. But if you're one of those folks who's desperately trying to lose weight, you know one of the reasons it's hard to stay on the low-carb diets is because it is boring. It's monotonous. Even no matter how much good juicy steak you have, it is boring. You know, no matter how good the meat is, you like something a little bit different. A little variety is where it's at. And that's why you want to be shopping at Delights because they've got over a 1,000 low-carb products to give you that great variety, great taste, and keep you uh, satisfied all day long, at least partly, including breads and bagels, cookies and crackers, chips and brownies, chocolates, ice cream, pasta, fantastic sauces, ketchup, cheesecakes, and lots more. At Delights, you'll find the biggest selection of great low-carbon sugar-free items anywhere in the world. They're open every day, seven days a week from 10 till 10. You can try anything in the store before you buy it. Their staff knows dieting inside and out, unlike George. And they have the most complete line of Atkins brand products anywhere that are on sale today. Next Sukkot, next Purim, next Shavuos, all day, every day. So if you're on one of the many low-carb diets, even including that phony bologna, bologna uh, South Beach diet, what a rip-off, man. 
Then head for the number one low-carb store in the world. Delights of West Boca. They're on the northeast corner of Glades and 441, right next to Boston Market. Or call toll-free 1-877-LOW-CARB. That's L-O-W-C-A-R-B. Or on the web, it's lowcarb.com. There's only one Delights, and it's uh, your official Atkins Retail Center. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. Q-A-Q-A-M. This is a bunch of hooey. Wow. Hey, how you doing, honey? <laughs> this is Bill Clinton, the president of the United States, and this is my my state of the women address. <laughs> I've known a few girls who thought they were pretty hot, but Billy's here to tell you that girl, you're not. <laughs> they used to wear makeup and rip away pants, but when they looked at me, they were under my trance. Whoa, you think you're special? Whoa. Paula Jones, you got a new nose. That don't impress me much. <laughs> well, you got the brain, but have you got the touch? Now don't get me wrong, well I think you're alright. But that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. That don't impress me much. <laughs> Let's move along, shall we? I think you'll remember this one. She had a tape recorder that she kept on her phone. And after she ate steak, she would bury the bone. She got herself some lipo and a tummy tuck. But she still as ugly as a hockey puck. Whoa! Linda Tripp got some surgery. That don't impress me much. <laughs> well, you got the brain, but have you got the touch? Now don't get me wrong, yeah, I think you're alright. But that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. That don't impress me much. No. <laughs> You lost 40 pounds. That don't impress me much. <laughs> well, you got the brains, but have you got the touch? Now don't get me wrong, well, I think you're all right. But that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. <laughs> that don't impress me much. <laughs> I'm saving the best for last. <laughs> the brakes on her car. No offense, but I think I'd rather sleep with Kenneth Starr. Yes. When she gives birth, I think her offspring should hatch. Big old legs and an ass to match. <laughs> oh, she thinks she's special. Oh, she thinks she's something else. So, Hillary, you're going to be a senator from New York. That don't impress me much. <laughs> well, the touch. Now don't get me wrong, well I think you're alright, 
Okay, he's kicking uh, serious bush uh, on this poll. He's beating the bush. 450 votes. He's pounding the bush. Bill Clinton, 367, 81.5%. George W., 56, 12.4%. Neither 119. I wouldn't vote regardless, only eight. Only a mere eight knuckleheads out there. They want Bubba back. That's no Bubba Mice either. Let's see, which of these 4,000, uh, and plus you sent me a whole bunch of these twice, but that's okay. I know Sorry, you're under a lot of stress. A problem on the machine here. Did you really? How unusual. Yeah, it was like the errors, fax errors, I didn't think they went through. I see. Anyway, uh, getting back to these, Rick says, my suggestion for the poll would be Adrian Barbeau and Lee Merriweather, the Catwoman. Right. And what was the, was she on Barnacles Jones? You're asking me, I never watched Barnacles Barnaby Jones. Barnaby Jones and Lee Merriweather, I do believe. She was, uh, I think, or was she on the Perry Mason? No, that was Della Street. Or she was on Ironsides. Okay. Come on. She was the Catwoman, one of them. Even though Lee dresses like a prude, she'd be a tiger in bed, it says here. Also let George know I lost another 50 pounds. It's hard to lose it, especially if you topped out at 500 pounds. And your ethnic background is mostly about eating, especially if you are Cuban, it says. Congratulations. Uh, see, I think the Jews and the Cubans have a lot in common there, right. and the Italians. The only difference being that the Jews and the Cubans are fat and the Italians are not. Oh, Why is they that? get fat when they get older. Not in Italy, they don't. Not too okay. many of them. That's here. You're, talking about, you're not talking about Italians. You're talking about guidos. Food cultures. And Rick says, thanks for getting me on the Atkins. How do you like that? Nice going, Rick. Rick. Keep it up, sweetheart. We're proud. Bug out. Skinny Atlas. Let's see. Jackie Johnson on Patricia Andrev. Who's that? Who's Patricia Andrev? I don't know. You don't know? Patricia Andrew, I think. Well, how come it says Andrev here? Who's Patricia Andrew? I don't know who that is either. I don't know. Oh. And also it says Michelle Gillen helping Sally Fitz. I don't want to say that. Oh, no. No. Are we going to put that on there? Why not what put them on there? They like Sally Fitz and Michelle. I think it would be a perfect fit. Needle nose and... Right. Needled. Needle nose? Look for the QM van tonight from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Sandbar Grill in the Grove. Stop by to win prizes. Enjoy Presidente beer specials. That's tonight with the lovely Miguel. And the reason I know he'll be there is if there's beer and it's free, he'll be there. Tonight at the Sandbar Grill from 6 to 8 p.m. He'll tell you about what he's doing on that great new mattress he's got from Dollar Mattress. Actually, I think I'm going to be there. Like I said, Josh is going to be there. He's going to tell you what Miguel and his wife are doing on that great new mattress. In fact, Josh is like in the middleman. Gays lose Florida. Oh, this is so tragic. You know what? The only state, I just told you, the only state in the nation with a complete ban on adoption by gays, whether married or single? Yeah. You know what it is? Which state? Florida. How'd you guess? You told me before the show. I know. And just, I just did it again. Four gay men lost a federal challenge Wednesday to the only blanket state law banning homosexuals from adopting children, a statute passed at the height of the Anita Bryant anti-homo campaign. The 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals ruled against the men who are foster parents seeking to adopt children in their care despite the 1977 law. So in other words, it's okay for Rosie and her bulldike uh, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever she is, to adopt uh, 400 kids, but if two men want to do it, no. Well, how is that possible? It just says homosexual from adopting. I don't understand. Do you? No. Obviously, we're crushed, said Paul Cates, with the American Civil Liberty Union's Lesbian and Gay Rights Project. Florida is the only state in the country with a complete ban on adoption by gays, whether married or single. The law linked to the movement led by Bryant has withstood several challenges in state court. Florida argued that the state has a right to legislate its moral disapproval of homosexuality and its belief that children need a married parent for healthy development. Right, like, uh, like uh, Lionel Tate. Yeah. 
You know, that mother of his, that FHP Ooh. mama of his? Yeah. Did you did you see that whole proceeding yesterday? Yes. And how the dead girl's mother, all, all she wanted was an apology, okay? Right. An apology, that's all. Just say, I'm sorry, you needlehead idiot. And the mother outside won't shut up her big mouth either. In fact, if I was uh, that whole family, I'd just, like, sneak away and never be seen again. Just to kiss the ground. Or you could get the Nation of Islam to support you. Yeah, get the Nation of Islam to start throwing some muscle around. We'll get to that Michael uh, Jackson thing. Michael's own supporters are harassing the boy. Yeah, they threw the muscle in, which is why. That's why Garrigo said, right after uh, this whole thing started, anybody comes after us or says anything derogatory about Michael, we're going to come down on you like a ton of bricks. That's always threats. Mm -hmm. Always intimidate, always threaten, and bring a big bunch of goons. That's with a G, big bunch of goons in there. Or at least it used to be G before the Nation of Islam got involved. Gee. Only the first letter has been changed now to protect the uh, big Schwarzers. Tunes. Floor, at any rate, we exercise great caution when asked to take sides in an ongoing public policy debate. Judge Stanley Birch. I wonder if he's came with the Birch Society people. He wrote in the unanimous decision by the three-judge panel, any argument that the Florida legislature was misguided in its decision is one of legislative policy, not constitutional law. Matthew Staver, president of the Liberty Council, a conservative civil liberties legal group, hailed the decision. In this age of judicial activism, it's refreshing to see a court assume its proper role and allow the people to set family policy, he said. Right. We think that the court is wrong in thinking that the Constitution lets the government assume that sexual orientation has anything to do with good parenting, said the ACLU's Cates. The ACLU says it expects to take at least a week before deciding how to proceed. It could ask the full appeals court to consider the issue. Edward Schiappa, a University of Minnesota law professor who follows gay rights issues, believes the case is destined for the Supreme Court review next year. He believes the state will have a hard time defending the law because of its inconsistent policy allowing gay foster parents while banning gay adoptive parents. This has become an extraordinarily hot political button, he be saying. Well, you know, how can we have fundamentalism if we don't have a bunch of scapegoats? Live and local, this is Five City. The radio is all yours now. QAM. It's Friday, you bastard. With two kids and a dog, it's so hard keeping my carpet clean. Well, not anymore. Introducing the new Carpet Muncher vacuum system. Carpet Muncher? I've never had my carpet munched before. Unlike conventional vacuums that only suck up dirt, a Carpet Muncher sucks and munches your carpet, making sure it's as clean as can be. In fact, the Carpet Muncher system is so easy to use, you'll want to munch carpet every day. Wow! I never knew carpet munching could be so much fun. Maybe my friend Sue will let me munch her carpet, too. I bet she will. So don't let dirty carpets get you down. Just be a carpet muncher. The Carpet Muncher Vacuum System. Because a happy carpet comes from a happy carpet muncher. 11.45 at 560 WQM Mad Dog at 2. The Humper from the Super Bowl at 4. What's your ultimate lesbian fantasy? Any two famous females is our uh, poll question. You can go down the list when we get started at noon, okay? Okay. Because I'm not writing them down. Here's some more suggestions. Jolene Blaylock and Jerry Ryan. Okay. Says from a geek in heat. In Hialeah. Incredibly. No se away in Hialeah. Cut the crap. Put it back in your pants. Uh, here's one that says Liv Tyler and Kate Blanchett. Okay. You we, get? We got it. All right. Oh, ABC News has obtained an extraordinary list that contains the names of prominent people around the world who supported Saddam Hussein's regime and were given oil contracts as a result. Uh, it's, it's much too long to read on the air. Plus, you wouldn't know most of these names anyway. But it's very, very, it's an eye popper, man. All of the contracts were awarded from late 97 until the U.S.-led war in March 2003. They were conducted under the aegis of the U.N. Oil for Food Program, which was designed to allow Iraq to sell oil in exchange for humanitarian goods. Wow, wow, wow. 
According to a copy obtained by ABC News, some 270 prominent individuals, political parties, or corporations in 47 countries were on a list of those given Iraq oil contracts instantly worth millions of dollars. Today, the U.S. Treasury Department said any American citizens found to be illegally involved could face prosecution. All right. Sign a website on neorogers.com. Read it in uh, at length and weep. Also, our friend Mark faxes us this, which I'm glad you only sent the first page. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's great, but how how much right. reading can I do on here? Okay, we don't want people don't want to sit out there like uh, you know reading for the blind. Oh, Six excuse me. hours worth. The U.S. has ordered the yeah. See, there you go again. Full of crap on that. Full of crap on the fat. What? The U.S. has ordered the expulsion of dozens of Saudi diplomats suspected of helping promulgate Al Qaeda ideology. Diplomatic sources said the State Department has refused to either confirm or deny the action. <laughs> wow, I can't imagine why. The State Department revoked the diplomatic credentials of these Saudi diplomats in Washington over the last month in an effort to crack down on Saudi efforts to promote al-Qaeda interest in the U.S. The diplomatic sources said about 70 diplomats and embassy staffers were expelled in late 2003 and dozens of others were ordered to leave the U.S. in mid-February. Many of those expelled were said to have worked in the office of the Saudi Defense Attaché. And all about 70 Saudi diplomats have left the U.S. since January, the sources said. They did not, this is since last year, they did not include Saudi Ambassador to Washington, who is the real chigger in a woodpile, Prince Bandar bin Sultan, the longest serving diplomat in the U.S., and good, close, personal, uh, butt bunk, bunk butt buddy with the Bush family, Prince Bandar. Remember how they showed that picture? It was on the CBC feed, but you never right. saw it. Well, I saw the uh, story thing. The night after uh, 9-11? And who was uh, W out there on the balcony consorting with Prince Bandar of Saudi Arabia? Wow. Thought the world is a better place. Yeah. Okay. Whatever you say, W. The State Department has refused to confirm the expulsion of the Saudi diplomats. I can't confirm it at this point. State Department spokesman Richard Bauscher said on Wednesday, "I'll see if there's anything I can say for you." <laughs> Isn't that what David Case said in those hearings too? I'll see what I can say. Because unlike Dr. David Kelly, I want to stay alive. The Saudi diplomats in a determination made by the FBI and Homeland Security Department were said to have abused their diplomatic privileges in the U.S. The sources said most of the diplomats were responsible for operations of the Institute of Islamic and Arabic Sciences in America, the IASA, located in Fairfax, Virginia. IASA, established in 1988, has provided free training for hundreds of Muslims in the U.S. in Wahhabi ideology, which is the basis for al-Qaeda. The institute is one of six overseas branches of the main religious universities in Saudi Arabia. Ready for that? How do you like that? I don't. They're teaching them right here in Virginia, no less, in Fairfax, no less. Right under our nose. Bunch of crazy-ass schmata heads. How's Bubba doing before we change the poll in a few minutes? He's kicking ass. I hope, I'm just hoping, I don't want to like tilt it in any direction because he doesn't need my help. I'm hoping he stays over 80% just for old time's sake. Because keep in mind again, against Bush, Kerry had 72.5%, Dean had about 67%. Bubba right now, out of 503 votes, 405 votes, 80.5%. All right. Yeah. Eight years of unprecedented prosperity, millions of new jobs, everybody with a big smile on their puss. Free him. sex for everybody, right? Right. Free weed for everybody, whether you inhale or not. I do. George W., 65, only 12.9%. Just under that unlucky 13, W. We'll show that we can cut the deficit. Yeah, cut this. Cut the crap. Neither 23. 23 say I wouldn't vote for either one. And I wouldn't vote, period, regardless, 10. Only 10. So Bubba kind of like sets a fire under their ass, you know what I mean? Wreck them. Motivates them. 
gets him whipped up to a frenzy almost as much as thinking about Ann Coulter and Ann Bishop. Ann Coulter and Dr. Judy Dean. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Neil. Yes, I am. How about two ladies for your poll, Pamela Anderson and Lonnie Anderson? Okay. I would pay money to see that. Those two boobs. Okay, thanks, pal. Yep. At least two real ones, anyway. Uh, Pamela, which one's got the real ones? I, yeah. Like I said, no real boobs. Well, I don't know about Lonnie Anderson. I mean, she's uh, fake. Fake? I, I haven't so seen her fake. in years. Although Bert used to put his bald spot, he used to rub his bald spot in there, just bury it. <laughs> With oil. Right. So you got Lonnie Anderson and Pamela Sue Anderson, uh, Jones, uh, Schwartz, whatever her name is these days. Whatever she's going skank. on. Skank. Whatever. Uh, skank, is that what they call her? Skanky skank. Pam. Yeah. What's Nasty, that bit called? Infected. Oh, I know what it is. What the cast of Baywatch does before shooting a scene. Hey, guys, you know, what do you think about my breasts? You think, you know, they, uh, they yeah, look okay? Oh, yeah. What about, you, you think my nipples need to be harder? Uh, yeah, maybe a little ice in the nipples or something. Yeah, like that. maybe yeah, just yeah. a little. What do you think about my bulge? You think my bulge is okay? Oh, you know, yeah. Bulge, yeah. Yeah, forget about your bulge. What do you think about my ass? How's my ass? Oh, oh your ass looks nice. Oh, yeah, all right. It's going to be great for a scene, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And, oh, yeah, and your nipples are erecting now. Those look oh, great. Oh, yeah, the yeah, ice is perfect. Are we supposed to do it? I forgot my we got to talk? I think so. No. Okay. Eight minutes till noon at 5.60. WQM, happy Friday to it. God, the weekend, this week went by fast, you know what? Sure did. I'll be damned. Almost vacation time again. <laughs> Before you know it. WQM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. I got two chips for your ball. Okay. Screw in and Bo Griffin. Excellent choice. Outstanding. I like that one. Screw in. Roy! And Bo. How about Anbo and Bo? Ew. Uh, too gross even for us. Bo Griffin, who, Bo and Joe. Right. By the way, happy birthday, Joe Costello again, and don't be picking on poor Bo Griffin, okay? <laughs> That's Farza. <laughs> well, what is she doing these days? Is she like, uh, did she have a psychic uh, premonition she was gonna get canned? Every once in a while she'll pop up on that Good Day Live show. <laughs> what show is that? Uh, it's a horrible the Rick show. show? Julian Barbary. It's on in Middays. And uh, she's like oh, a field reporter is. or something for them. She's in the field? She does features. Now, don't be saying she's in the field picking cotton. She'd really I be pissed about that. that. Sound like some kind of a racial thing to she me. Would. Yeah, I would. WQAM, hello. Yes. I'd like yes, to sir. Suggestion. Go right ahead. I would like to suggest Charisma Carpenter and Eliza Dushku from Buffy and Angel. All right. Okay. Now, who are those names? Charisma Carpenter. Charisma? Charisma. Charisma? C. I have no idea who those and people Eliza were. Well, I'm supposed to show you. I'm not watching that stuff. And who's the other one? Eliza Dushku. Eliza Douchebag? Yeah, it's spelled just like it sounds. Uh, well, that sounds pretty exciting to me. Oh, she's weak looking anymore. She got a little corgi. Keep your hand on the button now. Okay. Wait, let me get it out. Let me get my junk out. Uh oh. <sighs> This oh, is an yeah. uh, updated version of Leave It, Leave it in Beaver. What did she say? Oh. I, uh, I think I just heard her say it. She said the magic word. <laughs> what are you playing there? What was that? It's a birth. It's a what? A woman giving birth. Oh, God. Well, this one's working on it. 524 <laughs> votes, and Bubba is over 81%. Oh! I love it. He's doing it. Boy, I, I'd give almost anything. 
I give up my date with Tom Brady after the Super Bowl just to have Bubba run again. I give up kick some bush. Robert Blake, speaking of kicking bush, Robert Blake's body lease stole my identity, says the Inquirer. Sylvia Simon says she's the victim of identity theft by Robert Blake's murdered wife, Bonnie Lee Bakley. See, we were right. You were right in the beginning, and I went right along easily. The bitch had it coming. Christian uh, warned her. Robert Blake is going to trial for Bonnie's murder while I'm still struggling with nearly 20 grand in credit debt she ran up in my name, Sylvia told the Inquirer, in an exclusive interview, of course. I never met Bonnie, but thanks to her, no bank or credit card company will touch me. After Bonnie died, I learned she was found with my Social Security card, driver's license, and credit cards. Damn it. The 46-year-old Florida divorcee said it wasn't until she was turned down for a $50,000 home loan about two years before Bakley's murder that she realized somebody had run up a long list of unpaid bills in her name. She filed her case of identity theft with Deltona, Florida Sheriff's Department, December 6, 99, but still couldn't get the credit tracking agency to cooperate in removing the charges against her. I had to give up my car because the auto company I financed it through called in my loan, and the car was repossessed. It was possessed. But After a while, I was so fed up being hounded by creditors at work, I quit my job and left town. The first time Sylvia was able to con uh, connect Bakley's name to the ID theft was shortly after her May 4, 2001 murder. I had seen a TV report that Bakley, who was from Tennessee where a number of fraudulent charges were filed, had a number of false IDs in her possession. My friend contacted the L.A. police and learned that Bakley had my driver's license on her when she died. How do you like that? Using my name, driver's license, social security number, and date of birth, Bonnie had been able to obtain a new driver's license for herself, set up bank accounts, rent mailboxes, operate an escort business, and other credit cards. Order credit cards. Recently, I ran into my ex-husband, Robert Stefano, and we compared notes. Robert told me that after we divorced, he married Linda Gale Lewis, the sister of singer Jerry Lee Lewis, and a friend of Bakley. You following this? Yes. You're connecting the dots? Uh-huh. When Robert separated from Linda, he left behind some of his possessions, which were stored in her attic. Later, he found out from Bonnie herself she had obtained my ID from among his belongings. If I could tell Bonnie just one thing, it would be that she ruined my life, that miserable, fuking bitch. In 98, in Little Rock, Arkansas, Bakley was sentenced to three years probation on charges of possessing false ID after she was caught with a slew of driver's licenses, all bearing different names. That miserable bitch. <laughs> God, I was in the other room. I was across the room. Isn't that exciting? But anyway... Oh, this is Pope John Paul Lind. And if you ask me, the only thing more fun than playing grab-ass with a Swiss guard is the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. Oh. But I'm back. And so is George. And Josh. And they've got so much fun. What's the matter with lesbian golfers? Can't you tell we really love hidden balls? The only thing that separates us from the men is the country club's bathroom stalls. I love my girlfriend, who's also my caddy. She's the fam, I'm the butch, she calls me daddy. Muff dive at five, tuna taco, all right, it's still ladies golf to me. My favorite hole doesn't have any number, a green or a fairway. Don't sweat me cause I'm a snapper lapper, I play golf and I'm gay. I missed my tea time, got caught in the clubhouse. Lesbian golf is the only kind of dugout. I'm gay, let's play LPGA, still ladies golf to me. Ride is disgrace, chicks sit on my face, it's still ladies golf to me.
Oh, my God. Teresa Lepore is the Miriam Elephant of Palm Beach County. Can, did you see this story? Yeah. Yeah. Man, someone who's just foaming at the mouth faxed me this from the Boca Raton News. No matter how much U.S. Representative Robert Wexler stomps and screams about the need for paper election ballot receipts, it's not going to happen this year, said Palm Beach County Supervisor of Elections, Teresa Lepore. She's a plant. That fucking bitch. There's nothing I can do to put the printers on the machines, she said. The state legislature pre uh, prescribed that procedure. Wexler, a vocal proponent of paper receipts to ensure vote count accuracy and personal accountability, is suing Lepore and Florida Secretary of State Glenda Hood, accusing them of failing to ensure that Floridians will have their votes recorded accurately by not providing receipts. Deferring comments about her, the suit to her attorney, Lepore said she opposes paper receipts for a variety of reasons. There's the cost of purchasing printers, 6,000 of them for Palm Beach County alone. Poll workers would have to learn to change paper in the machines. Oh, my God. And then there's the question of what language the receipts would be printed in. Already Palm Beach Sermon. County ballots are printed in several languages. Well, just any one would be good, okay? Yeah, pick one. Yeah. Like maybe English might be uh, something. Ah, uh, okay. The proposed use of paper receipts is also drawing heavy fire from the disabled community. They feel a printed-out document compromises their right of privacy. Oh, brother. In his push for paper receipts, Wexler's pointed to problems with a recount, uh, recent recount in District 91 House races, reason to provide voters with a paper trail. In that district that's mainly in Broward, it's in Broward, but includes four precincts in Boca, the eventual winner, Ellen Bogdan, uh, Bogdanov, outpolled Oliver Parker by just 12 votes, which triggered an automatic recount. When elections officials found 134 Broward County ballots that recorded no preference, known as undervotes, it triggered concerns. Bogdanoff went on to win the election, but Lepore said it's not unusual for a voter to go to the polls yet not cast a ballot. Maybe because they're dumb. Wexler's moving ahead with his lawsuit. In fact, according to his aide, Lael Maumau, a hearing is scheduled Monday, 845 in the morning in the Palm Beach County Courthouse in West Palm. On his request to expedite the case, the matter is to be heard by Judge Karen Miller. A congressman hasn't stopped there in a jump across party lines. Democrat Wexler's written to Republican Governor Jeb Bush asking him to correct the inequities that exist in Florida before another national election debacle, a fiasco, occurs. Teresa Lepore, what is bitch. wrong with you, honey, with your butter? Stick your butterflies where the moon don't shine. Freaking butterfly ballad. Even Pat Buchanan's embarrassed and, and uh, chagrined. God. Okay, here's the final vote on Bubba. Just for fun, if Bill Clinton could run again and the elections today, who would you vote for? 554 votes, a staggering total. Bill Clinton, 447, 80.6%. Oh! George W. Bush, 72, 12.9%. Neither 124, I wouldn't vote regardless, 11. Uh, nice going, Bubba. You go, boy. So he wins by almost 10% more than uh, Kerry, mm -hmm. and by almost 15% more than Dean. Right. Where was that usual 18% for Bush this time? Only 12.9, not even 13, not even lucky 13, Danny Marino and Matt Sundin. Okay, here's poll number two. We can crank it up there, Eric, and then you can go, uh, well, that's right. Now, are you sticking the names on there these days? We are, but he still has to be involved somehow, I guess. What do you mean by that? I don't know. He's got a cut and paste. I don't know what, how it is. He's got a cut and paste what? Lunch? Paper plates. What's your ultimate lesbian fantasy? Any two famous females. Now, it can be like for real that you're really uh, just foaming at the mouth about or at other body parts, or it can be like a little bit of a, you know, a little amusing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it might amuse you Duffy's to think about Ann Coulter and... One. Who? Duff. Duff suggested a dyke fantasy, and who might that be? Who was it, Josh? Hillary Clinton and Monica Lewinsky. 
That's kind of cute. I like. Yeah. I, like I, I like that. Nice going, Muff. You lick that. Go to lunch. Go to lunch. You're excused now, though. He did his hard work for the day. Came up with that. I bet he was working on that for an hour. Go to lunch. <laughs> well, he might as well. Clarence is out to lunch. Permanent. It's not that we don't like you, Clarence, and the checks are showing up on time. Thanks for that. But beyond that, you're a useless man. Useless as teats on a ballpoint pen. Fine. Now, what's the list we got so far? Read them to me. Oh, here they are. No, I can do it myself because they're on the uh, thing here. Charlize Theron and Jessica Biel. No kin to Howard. Charlize Theron and Britney Spears. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Jennifer Connelly. Ass to ass, baby. Rectum. Halle Berry and Sandra Bullock. That, I think, is fairly intriguing, you know. Mm -hmm. Janet Reno and Ann Bishop. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Jacqueline Smith. Tina Louise and Don Wells. Connie Chung and Greta Von Susteren. How about... What's the uh, blonde on CNN? I don't know. Yes, you do. Nancy the Grace. Bl- no, the one that used to be on in the morning with Harry Smith on CBS. The one that's uh, the big deal. It used to be in the mornings. Now she's on at night. You know who I'm talking about. Judy Woodruff. Ah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Judy Woodruff and Candy Crowley. Or as we call her, Candy Cowley. Oh, Candy, please put it down. That's why they called her Candy. She can't Candy stop. Cowley. She can't. Anyway. Uh, J- Jamie Presley and Brittany Daniel. Linda Hamilton, Leslie, her twin sister. We actually got her twin sister's name. Excellent. Judy Steinberg and Janet Reno. Janet Reno and Judy Dean. That's Dr. Dean to you. Boy, Janet's a busy uh, guy, you know. She is. Uh, Man. She gets around. She sure got a lot on her plate. Je- Jessica Alba and Halle Berry. Ricky Lake and Carney Wilson. Now, that's the Carney before the diet, because she's not right. gigantic the, like she used to be. She used to be just a horrendous tub. And see, if you would have watched her biography there on the Biography Channel, you would have realized that she had a problem. Yeah, and that is because your daddy was neurotic and wouldn't get the hell out of bed and kept yanking his teddy bear. Stop putting words in my mouth. What? I didn't say that you didn't have a problem, or fat people don't have a problem. What do you mean you? See, now it's personal, now it's me. You, all the fat people, all the substance abusers. I got a problem, I'm talking to it. You have a problem. Uh, Let's see, Jessica Alba Halleybury, Whoopi Goldberg and CCH Pounder. And believe me, I've seen her, she ain't no quarter pounder, I'll tell you that. And Haitian Janet Reno. Chelsea Clinton and Dr. Judy Dean. I think that would be lovely. <laughs> Jessica Simpson and Lil' Kim. Jackie's Johnson and Patricia Andrew. Adrian Barbeau and Lee Merriweather from uh, Batman and from uh, uh, Ironsides. And from, uh, I'm sure she was on Barnaby Jones. You look it up? No, I could, I guess. No, I don't. Right. M- Michelle Gillen and Sally Fitz. That's a match made in Purgatory. You. Jolene Blaylock and Jen Ryan. Liv Tyler Jerry. and Kate Blanchett. Pamela Anderson and Lonnie Anderson. They could rub their Andersons together. How about Louie Anderson? Oh, and speaking of that, oh, God. Wow. Yeah. If it weren't for cable, man, you might as well burn your TV. Is it a Fox show or is it like a syndicate? It must be syndicated because Channel 7, when I was home, the day that I was sick, back to back, they have two half-hour versions of Family Feud. Louie Anderson, if you thought he was bad, and he was, he was the worst, mm-hmm. I thought. But this guy with a mustache, have you seen it? No. Oh. The chinchiest, cheapest set. And this guy, when they come up with the answer, mm-hmm. the family comes up with some answer, and he, he just kind of stands there and doesn't really know what to do. He, he wants to say something funny. He isn't capable of doing it. He just kind of like stands there like in freeze frame, like in, in no-mo. Hmm. No-mo. Absolutely. Wow. Jeez, sorry, bad. I missed it. Anyway, uh, uh, screw Ann and Bull Griffin. That sounds lovely. Roy! 
uh, Eliza Douchebag and Char Charisma Carpenter and Monica Lewinsky and Swillery Clinton. That's a good start, oh. man. We got a good list going. Five six seven oh five sixty. Oh, by the way, the uh, fourth quarter uh, not too good. The growth, fourth quarter growth. Market is sagging a little bit. Economy is starting to like uh, they were not fooling anybody, especially the people who really are out of work. When the job market is weak, the U.S. government historically has switched on temporary emergency aid payments to the unemployed. Doing so is smart economic uh, stimulative policy. It doesn't cost too much in the grand scheme of things, and we prepare for the eventuality by setting aside rainy day money at last count about $20 billion. But these days, the compassionate conservatives are running the government. They're sitting on their hands. Last month, they allowed emergency unemployment help to expire, and now they're watching passively as thousands of families every day slip between the cracks without a paycheck and now without any government help either. The Center on Budget and Policy Priorities, citing Labor Department data, estimates that 375,000 unemployed workers will exhaust all of their benefits by the end of January, which last time I checked is uh, this weekend. CBPP says that the largest number of abandoned unemployed since records started being kept in 1973 is right now. Based on the latest data, CBPP adds, nearly 2 million unemployed workers are expected to be in a situation during the first six months of 2004, and that's a prediction that even assumes modest improvements in the labor market. Just unbelievable, unacceptable, man. I smell a bush slide in November. I can smell it, can't I think you? we need another tax cut for the wealthy. Scott says, here's a couple to add to the lesbian couples list. Christy Alley from Cheers, who's a real porker now, and R&B singer Chaka Khan, who seems to put on weight with every breath. And it also says, impeach Bush now, pissed off and listening online in New York. Uh, you go, Scott. I'm with you. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. QAM, hello. Uh, Neil, I yes, get, sir. Uh, Lana and Chloe, I forget their names. I mean, they're not going to Oh, from, uh, from, uh, what you call it? Smallville. They're not going to get, uh, Clark, so they might as well do each other. Might That's as well. Not watch. bad. You watch that. Okay, from, uh, Smallville, you got Lana and Chloe. Kristen Crook, and I don't know the other one. Well, no, Lana and Chloe from Smallville, I think, would be better. Okay. Don't you? Sure. Everybody would know know what that is. All the people who watch it. About 30, man. I haven't watched that since last season. I don't know. Am I missing anything? You're not watching I, either, right? No, no, I was only humoring you. Isn't that something? You, you were not humoring me. You were watching it because you had the hots for Lana, that's why. No, I said as much during vacation shows. You said what? That I was humoring you. Get out of here. You were watching it religiously. Okay. You watched the weeks when I didn't watch it. Just to keep you up to date. <laughs> Let's see, who am I voting for? As if I really care. Uh, I'm voting for Liv Tyler and Kate Blanchett. No, that's not the one I'm voting for. I'm voting for the one that I put on there in the beginning. Right. Uh, Charlize Theron and Britney Spears. You see? Damn I got some taste for an old fag man. I can taste it. Not that, though. Thank you. Ooh. <laughs> Let's take, see. I'll take your portion. <laughs> okay. Here, I'll pass you the plate. Scrape it off there. Get out on, your on knife and poke. Uh, let's see. So far, Janet Reno and Ann Bishop are leading with six. Oh! Tied with Charlize Theron and Britney Spears with six. Oh! Okay, we'll keep you abreast of the situation. 1213 at 560 QM. Don't forget, look for the QM van tonight, 6 to 8 at the Sandbar Grill in the Grove. Uh, Josh is going to be there getting <laughs> plastered for free. Stop by to win prizes. Enjoy President Day beer specials tonight at the Sandbar Grill in the Grove, 6 to 8 p.m. Live and local. This is Sports Radio 560, QAM. From Howard Dean's wife. Hi, hello there. I'm Dr. Judith Steinberg, wife of presidential candidate Howard Dean. You can call me Judy, not Judge Judy. That's a different miscite. People want to know why I'm hardly ever on campaign trail with Howie. Hey, did you get a good look at me in Iowa? I scared the crap out of myself. 
I make Frau Fabissen and look like a Shana Poonam. <laughs> Stop me if I'm bombarding you with too much Yiddish, eh? Anyway, how he says after I showed up, his numbers drop it. Know what I say? That's a bunch of Mishagas. For those of you who don't capish the Yiddish, that means crap. How he's a good guy. Though he's what you might call a loose cannon. He's got a pretty bad temper on him. I remember one time, one of our kids left a cap off of the toothpaste. I thought he was going to blow a gasket. The veins popped out in his head, and that white spit strings were gone in the corners of his mouth. He went with sugar. I spent 23 years with this Shagets. Most of the time he's a mensch, but on occasion, I hate him. I think my husband Howie would make for a very good president. One of the things I'm a little P.O.'d about is that Howie doesn't let us have a TV. I want to watch Sex in the City. I get to schlep down to campaign headquarters or to the Kroger's to watch on some tiny black and white set. I have never seen any program in color, so I'm no Jackie Kennedy. Hell, if you look at me, I'm no Ted Kennedy. I don't wear makeup. I'm like a whisker away from being Amish. Don't expect to see much more of me during the campaign. The only reason I'm addressing you today is because I was able to chew through my restraints. Anyway, Gazakazon. That's Yiddish for Dr. Judith Steinberg. Over and out. Paid for by the committee to elect John Kerry president. From 18 at 560 WQM, it's a beautiful thing. Did she say a whisper or a whisker away? A whisker. At any rate, Michael's own supporters are harassing a boy, attorney says, in the Inquirer this week. And if it's an Inquirer, it must be true. Am I right? Absolutely. You got it. Even Mono, the cancer-stricken boy accused, accusing Michael Jackson of child molestation has been terrorized by death threats. And as attorney says, some have come from Jackson's supporters. The Inquirer has learned exclusively. Authorities are taking the threat so seriously, they've offered the boy and his family police protection. The Santa Barbara District Attorney's Office has been aware of these death threats, a source close to the investigation told the Inquirer. They initially offered the boy and his family 24-hour police protection, and they keep in contact with the boy's mother on a continual basis. The threats began about a year ago after the boy appeared on TV in the Martin Bashir documentary. There have now been... What is my machine doing back there? Oh, a paper stuck. Paper jam. Whistle a tune. I, I can't afford to let that out. I'm on the plate. Look at that, it's set on the screen on there, it says jam on it. Anyway, the threats began about a year ago after the boy appeared on TV in a Martin Bashir documentary. There have been new threats against the boy and his family since Jackson was charged, and the kid remains in seclusion. There's a twisted belief that somehow these threats will scare the boy and his family from going ahead with their testimony against Jackson. Sadly, this is terrible additional stress on the boy as his health is now in question. As the Inquirer recently reported, the boy's one functioning kidney is failing, and he desperately needs a kidney transplant to stay alive. And it goes on and on about the threats and the fact that they only stopped the first time after after uh, the boy's attorney, Bill Dickerman, took the drastic step of writing to Jackson's lawyer, Mark Garagos, about them. And the harassment stopped, he said, after writing the letters. The intimidation took place in February, March, and April 2003 after the Bashir program aired on TV. They were threatened, harassed, followed, and videotaped. These were Jackson supporters. The family was scared to death. I wrote a letter to Garagos and demanded that it stop. And it was only when I sent the second stiffly worded letter that the activity all stopped. Garagos, of course, never admitted or, or denied either way, one or the other, that the harassment came from the Jackson family and supporters. But we know it did. A bunch of thugs, baby. A bunch of thugs surrounding the uh, loved one. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon line. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Yeah, how you doing? Pretty good. Uh, I, got, I got a suggestion for the poll. Okay. Uh, Brittany Spears and Jenna Jameson. All right. Now, now yeah. we're talking. That might be the people's choice. All right. Thanks, pal. All right. All right, you guys. Put it away. That's a good one, don't you think? 
I don't. I like mean, you know, some people want to do the fun ones, which are doing very sure. well. Monica and Hillary are doing well with eleven. Janet Reno and Ann Bishop eleven. It's hard to top that. It's tough to mount that. Although, uh, actually, uh, Ann, well, she's not tough to mount because she ain't moving too much. <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. WQAM, hello. Hello, Kazuki. Yes, sir. Yeah, I got Justin for the bowl. Okay. Uh, the Olsen twins. Who is it? The Olsen twins, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Okay, you got him on. Thanks, brother. And Johnny Olsen, don't forget him. He was a lesbian. He was a dyke. No, he wasn't, but I think Rod, Rod Roddy might have been with boobies. I'm going to say it again. Time for Bob Barker to hang it up, okay? Quit spinning that big wheel, Bob, and just go back and spend all your money and chase <laughs> Diane Parkinson around again. <laughs> <laughs> Time to. I think he's played his last Plinko game, if you ask me. I do like Plinko a lot. Play Plinko. WQAM, hello. Yes, hi. How about uh, Joey Heatherton and Raquel Welsh? All right, now wow, we're talking. Huh? Yeah, you. good one. See, they there can you take go. Their teeth out. And have What's not time. to like? Well, they're soaking in a glass right now in their teeth too. But he's uh, thinking back a little bit. I mean, if you're going to fantasize, what difference does it make, right? That's right. It could be like Eleanor Roosevelt and um, Madam, Ch uh, whatever her name was. Matter of fact, since we're fantasizing, how about uh, Elizabeth how about, Montgomery fact, wait a minute, and how about Eleanor Eden. Roosevelt and Golda Meir? What? Elizabeth Montgomery and Barbara Eden. Yeah, and Barbara Eden. The witch and the genie. And they could wave their magic wand. Oh, I was waiting for that. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Charlize Theron and Britney Spears have risen to the top. The cream rises to the top. Believe me. Sixteen. What a, what a thought. Even I'm getting emotional thinking about that. Mm. Janet Reno and Ann Bishop, 12. In fact, maybe with Tom Brady in the middle. Or Tom Welling. Tom's got a football game to Don't play. Tom Welling might be swelling. Huh? Huh? Monica Lewinsky and Hillary Clinton got 11 there. One in arrears of Janet and Ann. Halle Berry and Sandra Bullock, 6. Jessica Alba and Halle Berry, 5. And everybody else is uh, sucking hind wind. WQAM, hello. How you doing? Okay. Ms. Neal? Yes, sir. How you doing, sir? Let me say it again. Pretty good. All right. Listen, you got, you're got you on a Charlize Theron kick. She right. is unbelievable in that movie, Waking Up in Reno. Have you seen it? No. It's a very good Waking movie. Waking Up on Reno? Waking Up in Reno. Oh. <laughs> it's, hey, it's an awesome movie. It's got <clears throat> Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Patrick Swayze, and some other chick. I don't oh, know man, that sure sounds right up your alley. Patrick Swayze and some other chick. <laughs> you gotta watch it though, it's funny. Right. Watch it and, and, and check it out and talk about it. Okay, thanks. Thanks. We're gonna watch it and we're gonna check it out and then we're gonna talk about it. Oh, right. right. I'm writing it on my that own. It doesn't sound like my kind of flick, you know, with Patrick Sleazy and who was the other one who said? Somebody I can't stand? Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, Billy Bob Thornton, he's yeah, uh, the best. He's very good. He's great. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line, Mad Dog at 2. I'm sure it is a Super Bowl prediction. The Humper from the Super Bowl in Houston at four. Three solid hours today. A tough assignment. <laughs> <laughs> then you got the Big O, the Big oh. at seven, and you got Eddie K at ten. And Sporting News Radio overnight, two to six in the morning, because it's cheap. We open up the pot. We know everybody is either out getting stoned or late or both, or and uh, we know nobody's listening on a Friday night, right? Right. Plus, we got to have Joe and Mark on Sunday night as a lead into Mr. Uh, Absolutely, Mr. Excitement. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. I'd like to add my opinion to the uh, poll for the, right the ultimate. Yes, sir. Uh, well, for me, it would have to be Alicia Keys and Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne. Not, not a bad choice. 
Thank you, sir. Thank you. A little yeah, on the mousy side, Abba Levine, but I like her a lot. I like her music. I like her mousy, whole... Her eyes are bright as the sky. She's got I, I didn't... Now, don't start getting hysterical, okay? I'm hysterical. Abba Levine. Canadian, eh? Yeah. Nice Canadian girl. Scrumptious. Is she you don't see... I beg your pardon? Is she 18? Yeah, she's more than oh, 18. Good. Oh, Avril Levine is over 18. Thank God. And who did he say uh, she was going to be hooked up with? Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> Alicia Keys. <laughs> okay. Wow. I thought he, I thought he was going to say Alicia Bridges. <laughs> He's looking for some real... Action! Yeah, Alicia Bridges. Didn't she die? I think she might have. Well, that makes it a lot easier. Just like Janet a Janet and Ann Bishop deal. I'll tell you one thing. Dwight Lauderdale is pretty porked off about that whole Janet Reno business with Ann. Well, he can jump in. WQM, hello. How are you, Neil? Pretty good. Shania Twain and Faith Hill. All right. Good one. Excellent. Good combo. Yeah, with me in the middle. Okay. Good luck to you, Pally. A little on the country side. That's fine. He picked a couple good ones. He picked a beautiful choice there. That was a great pair. Oh, you know who we haven't got on there yet? Who that? I'm not going to tell you. Because uh, if I say it, then they'll be calling her in. That's, see, that's no fear. Right. So far, Charlize Theron and Britney Spears. That was my pick. That goes to show you, man. That was my pick. 17. Janet Reno and Ann Bishop, 13. And Monica and Hillary are right on their ass with, uh, what do they got? With a dozen. Live, live and local. We're Sports Radio 560. QAM. Baby, come play with these titties. Okay. I can't wait to get rid of this whole attorney general game. You go driving cross country in a brand new 18 wheeler rig. I might fall around a heavy load or just disconnect the trailer and go. Cause I'm Janet Reno and I'll be talking on down the road. Chicken fried steak at every token puke I can find. And if I meet a little filly, then I'll ask her if she needs a ride. When I pull over at a resting place, I'm gonna wrap her legs around my face. Cause I'm Janet Reno and I'll be trucking on down the road. The fellas at the way station ought to know the girls who work at night. And by the next mile marker, I'll have the filly by my side. And with the steering wheel between my legs And the filly sitting on my brakes I'll be Janet Reno and I'll be trucking on down the road Yes, I'll be Janet Reno and I'll be trucking on down the road You go, boy. It's 1231 at 560. You don't have honor yet, Judy Woodruff and Candy Cowley. Oh, uh, that's Josh's fault. That's your fault. Yeah, what is there, Josh? He has no idea who those people are because he is never Cowley watches. Or Crowley? Crowley. It's just a joke, okay? We call her Candy Cowley because she likes her candy. Anything else that's edible. Like Judy Woodruff. Candy Crowley and who? Judy Woodruff. W-O-O-D-R-U-F-F. Woodruff. Woodruff. She is rough. She is very rough. But eyes. she sure believes she's a God-fearing lady, though. Oh. Oh, here's a good one. Now, wait a minute. There's so damn many of these on here. Randy Rhodes and Janet Reno, or Randy Rhodes and Teresa Lepore, since she's become... Nah, she don't want no part of Teresa, I'm sure of that. Randy Rhodes and Janet Reno, what do you say, huh? Howard! Sure. Showing off. Linda Tripp and Monica Lewinsky, I like it. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, now no, that it Linda's got her, now She's got her brand new nose and her new puss. It doesn't matter. It's just... Will you lighten up a little bit, please? Please? Get the baseball bat, Josh. 
Let's see. Bill, who doesn't hate George, says, for the poll, the choice for the most amusing would be Roseanne and Star Jones. With all the extra folds, it would be interesting to see how long it takes them to find the right. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> oh, I think what he's trying to say is he's got a crack problem, old Bill. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T and Verizon Marvel's line. Here's a magnificent choice. This is one of the best. Jennifer Conley and Daryl Hannah. Ass to ass. Okay, or front to front. Yeah. Or upside now, down. Would that, would, would that have to be in a bathtub with the... Um, with a little tail. That's good for starters. Get Nothing like getting a little tail in the bathtub. Oh, and speaking of a little tail, guess who's... Roy! Illin. Guess who's not doing too well? Roy? Roy! Roy begs, let me die, please. And, of course, we're saying... Okay. Okay. Die. Who are we to be disagreeable, right? Especially on a Friday. Oh, J uh, Britney Spears and J-Lo. says here J-Lo and J-Lo, right? Rich is out of control today. Rich Pactor? Yeah. Why is it? What's he doing now? But that That's from him. It is? Yeah. Don't you How can you tell? His handwriting. Oh, okay. Boy, you sure are on top of it. I think it's from Reverend Jones. <laughs> Bob says, Bob in New Hampshire. All right. you Nice going up there in New Hampshire, boy, by the way. Says, voted for Dean, would do it again. My fantasy couple would be Catherine Zeta-Jones and Beyonce Knowles. Oh, Knowles. Okay. <clears throat> okay, whatever you say. Why don't you like her? I don't know. It's kind of a Destiny's Child thing. Oh, well, we don't like them. We just don't like Destiny's Child. No. Roy begs, let me die. His weight falls to 135 pounds, but Siegfried won't give up the fight to save. Roy! Let me die, Vegas legend. Roy! Horn softly mouthed those heartbreaking words after his painful prognosis finally sank in. He may have to live in a semi-paralyzed, a semi-paralyzed invalid for the rest of his life. It's a crushing realization for the once vibrant athletic... Roy! The entertainer who used to ride atop Tigers can't even stand alone. I hear he used to ride about or atop some other things, too. What? I can't say. Poles? Rectum! The entertainer who used to ride atop Tigers can't even stand alone. He needs help being fed, has to be dressed and taken to the bat room. <laughs> Humiliating experiences for the once powerful, world-famous performer. After finally accepting that the Tiger the attack that critically injured him is a life-altering event, Roy! hit rock bottom. But in one of the most heartwarming show business dramas ever, his loving partner, Siegfried, is struggling valiantly to restore Roy! his will to a live and putting the best possible spin on the situation with his public comments. Siegfried is begging Roy! to keep trying to it and tell him he can't live without him, revealed a family friend. He tries to keep up Roy! spirits, but it's getting more and more difficult. As the Inquirer previously revealed, devoted Siegfried set up a medical suite in their home so that Roy! who was badly wounded in that October 3rd Tiger attack, could return home from the hospital in time for Christmas. But while home, Roy! developed a serious tracheal infection on January the 7th, had to be helicoptered back to UCLA Medical Center, where he spent three days hooked up to an antibiotic drip. Squirt, squirt. It was dripping. Did you say tiger attack? Yeah. I thought it was a tiger rescue. By January 10th, the infection cleared up enough for a 59-year-old to go home, but the hospital readmission had a devastating effect. This last hospitalization really sucked the life out of him. <laughs> this was the source close to the pier. Oh, God. Roy! Believes his life from now on will be an endless succession of hospitalizations, infections, medical procedures, and pain. He can barely communicate. He needs assistance even going to the... 
back room. They keep putting that in over and over again. So there you go. He wants to die. Just let him die already, Siegfried, okay? Find another boyfriend. Let him go. Enough already. Okay, we got Judy Woodruff and Candy Cowley on there. I think they're going to rise right to the top. Paula Zahn is who I was trying to think of before. Oh, How could that? I forget Paula Zahn? I don't know. The lovely Paula. Don't you remember? Mm. Yeah, I know. Paula. Mm. Well, Paula. Mm. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. Your ultimate lesbian fantasy: two famous females, Charlize Theron and Britney Spears, twenty-one, who are keeping a safe lead ahead of Monica Lewinsky and Hillary Clinton, fourteen. I'd like to see Hillary just beat the snot out of that bitch, mm-hmm. or the other way around would be okay too. Yeah, either. Janet Reno and Ann Bishop, fourteen. Jessica Alba and Halle Berry, nine. Halle Berry and Sandra Bullock, nine. The Olsen twins have got six already. Moving fast. Now, let's see. The twins I would prefer on that calendar right behind you on the wall there, but that's for another pool. Britney Spears and Jenna Jameson, six. That sure moved up there real fast. Charlize Theron and Jessica Beale five. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Jennifer Connelly are asked to ask, and they got five, and a bunch of others. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Did you see Frontline last night? No, I did not. I was watching the debate. It was uh, it was about the Lackawanna six. Yeah. So the terrorist cell group. Right, in Buffalo, right, Lackawanna. And uh, there was a co-conspirator that wasn't charged in the papers, and the reporters and uh, I think some, even some FBI uh, agents were wondering why wasn't he charged, and no one knew the answer, but they found out in the end that there was a drone flying out in Yemen, and the, so- the so-called co-conspirator that wasn't charged was in a truck, and they blew his ass up. All right. Excellent. <laughs> I hear it was on our way to Buffalo Raceway in Hamburg is what I heard. Okay, thanks for the bad news. Uh, I didn't see this thing about Lackawanna because of lack of interest. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. Yeah, the debate was okay, but like they're saying today, too many damn debates already. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's get on with it. Same questions, same topics, same uh, trite lines repeated back over again. You know, and Kerry, as much as I'm enthused, you know that he's kicking ass. Uh, this business about don't let the door hit you on the way out. Why doesn't he at least have the balls to say hit you in the ass? Wouldn't that be great? That would have been good on the debate. Al Sharpton would say that. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. He would have. El Presidente. He would say that. He's got a big pair. I'll tell you one thing. Al Sharpton, if we could just put his guts, his cojones, his brain, his big mouth inside uh, one of the other ones inside John Edwards' body and change the complexion of his candidacy forever. That thing we had at the beginning of the show, I should probably repeat that on those polls. All right. Pretty exciting, I think, for anybody who cares. Although those seven states, I mean, it goes to show the whole the system blows. If, at the very least, they should do regional primaries, like six of them, like the Northeast, the Southeast, the Midwest, the Southwest, and Far West. Right? Right. Six regional primaries over a period of a couple of months and get it over with already and stop with these endless debates and the same question and Tom Brokaw with his speech defect, go a little bit like that. Oh, Enough right. already. Remember, oh, and I did like that thing uh, last night. Sharpton corrected him because he did keep saying "nation of Islam, nation of Islam." Right. About he the said the nation nations. of Islam is a group of radical uh, fundamentalist okay. uh, Muslims, and uh, they and finally Brokaw had to back it's off. And then, and then Sharpton made some kind of misstep, and Brokaw rather than just let him go on because we don't want to hear Brokaw. Well, now we're even. It's what a piece. Oh yeah, get lost, Tom. You suck. Can't stand Tom Brokaw or Peter Jennings. Don't And what's the frequency, Kenneth? In Missouri, in the Zogby poll today. Released this morning, Kerry's got 45%, Edwards 11%, and nobody else is even in double digits. You following that? In Missouri, which is a pivotal state right there in the middle of the goddamn map, right there smack in the middle. 
They're doing smack. 45% for Kerry, 11% for Edwards. In Arizona, Kerry's got 38%. West Clark, 17 And Howard Dean, 12 In Arizona. And Hugh Lieberman, who is endorsed by the big newspaper there, they say, Cox In South Carolina, Edwards is in a statistical tie with Kerry. Edwards, 25. Kerry, 24%. It says, with the full effect of Kerry's endorsement by Representative James Clyburn, the state's most influential black leader yet to be felt. So Kerry is rising and actually could win South Carolina, no less. And in Oklahoma, finally Wesley Clark found a spot. Oklahoma, where even the rednecks can't handle it. Clark has 27%, Kerry 19, and Edwards is, a distant, is third with 17%. Follow that? No. And I'll say it again. The two candidates who say the, who say the things that make the most sense, who are the most forceful, who are the most uh, logical, who get elicit the most response, Al Sharpton, Dennis Kucinich, you couldn't find her supporters with a roadmap and a compass. My, my, and local. This is Sports Radio 560. UAQAM. Good. No national holiday is more important, more eagerly anticipated than Groundhog Day. Now, you can find all your favorite February 2nd songs on Groundhog Day, the CD, featuring this classic from Elvis Presley. You ain't nothing but a groundhog, horsing on a field. You ain't nothing but a groundhog, horsing on a field. Well, you ain't never seen your shadow, and I doubt you ever will. Roadkill Records presents Groundhog Day, the CD, with tender ballads like this Beatles standard. Groundhog Day, you're not even a real holiday. That's why everyone's at work today. Should have called in sick on Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day, the CD, is woodchuck full of hits like Standing in the Shadow of Phil and many more, like this unforgettable furry anthem from U2. All is boring on Groundhog Day. Hope no more white stuff is on the way. Groundhog Day, the CD, has so many great tunes, you'll wish there was six more weeks of winter just so you could listen to them all. Look for Groundhog Day, the CD, in the rock, country, pop, R&B, or punk satani section of your local record store. All right. 1246 at 560 WQM. Who's leading now? Top five on that poll. Uh, your ultimate great. lesbian fantasy. What two famous people? Charlize Theron and Britney Spears, 26. Monica Lewinsky and Swillery Clinton, 15. Janet Reno and Ann Bishop, 15. Those two pair tied. A lip, lip, they're in a lip lock. Britney Spears and Jenna Jameson, 11, and a tie for after that. Halle Berry and Sandra Bullock and Jessica Alba and Halle Berry have got 10, ass to ass. After that, it's a single digit. Archdiocese and priest children settled. Boston Archdiocese settles wrongful death lawsuit with children who were fathered by priest. Oh, brother. Oh, my God. The Boston Archdiocese has settled a wrongful death lawsuit in one of the most notorious cases to emerge from its clergy sex abuse crisis, a priest who fathered two children with a woman and then fled when she owed deed on drugs. In announcing a settlement yesterday in the case against the Reverend James Foley, Archbishop Sean O'Malley issued a strongly worded statement condemning priests who have sexual relationships with parishioners. <clears throat> Archbishop O'Malley sincerely regrets that a sexual relationship existed between a priest of the Archdiocese and Rita Perry, as well as the involvement of Father Foley in the tragic circumstances of her death, the statement said. Wait till you hear this. 
Perry had a 13-year relationship with Foley that started after she sought counseling because she lost an infant child in the late 1950s. She suffered from depression for years, and in the late 1960s, she had a lobotomy. Uh, oh, a lobotomy. Right. Her Oy. and uh, Sheridan from Passions. Oi! The surgery left her with memory problems, and when Foley called her to renew their relationship after a lull, she at first did not remember who he was, just like uh, Sheridan said Christopher Perry, a son of readers who was not fathered by Foley. This tragic situation illustrates the inherently exploitive and harmful nature of sexual relationships between priests and parishioners, O'Malley said. The amount of the settlement was not disclosed. As part of the deal, Cardinal Bernard Law, the former disgraced Archbishop of Boston, has agreed to meet privately with the women's four children. Foley met them last year. Maybe he's going to make them an offer they can't refuse. Foley was removed from ministry in December 2002 after his personnel file was released publicly, including records detailing multiple affairs he had with married women. The case also contributed to Law's downfall. He resigned as the archbishop shortly after details of Foley's actions became known. Files show that Foley admitted to Law and other high-ranking church officials in 93 that he had been involved with Perry in the 60s and 70s. He also told Law that he had been with Perry on the night in 73 when she fatally overdosed on barbiturates. You ready for that? No, he was with her mm -hmm. for many years. About 30, man. For 30 years, Perry's children believed that their mother died alone of a drug overdose while her youngest child, Emily, then three, was asleep upstairs. None of the other children was home that night. Perry's children, now in their 30s and 40s, had no idea that their mother had a relationship with Foley until James Perry, now 39, saw a story on Boston TV in December 2002 about a priest who had an affair with a needy woman who died in 1973. And on it goes. That great life. What a disgrace. What a freaking disgrace, man. You people in that religious crap, man, you keep subsidizing, keep putting the shekels in a plate, that's all I'll tell you, to absolve your guilty conscience because you might have touched it this last week or you're thinking about it. Oh. Yeah, don't do it. Don't touch it. WQM, hello. Hey, Neil, I got one for your poll. All right. I just hope no one beat me to the punch on this one yet. Uh, Christina Aguilera and Brian Norcross. <laughs> Ever see the two of them together? No. Same person, same guy. Now, Josh isn't going to put that on there, is he? No, he says no. Well, you never know. I mean, Josh can be a little spastic at times. Broward students ousted in drama competition for a flag-cutting scene. Huh? Flag-cutting? Would you listen? All right. The play praises patriotism, but the judges only saw teens cutting up an American flag. It was enough to disqualify Archbishop McCarthy High students from a competition earlier this week for their performance of the children's story. In the play first published in 63 by Shogun author James Clavel. I don't know. Sure. James somebody. Carvel. Third grader. James Carvel. Third graders in a classroom in the U.S. that has been defeated by a powerful enemy, presumably communist, cut the flag into pieces. Their new teacher tells them if the flag is so good, everyone should get a piece and tells them to hand out the shreds. It's a message about the dangers of mindless political indoctrination. Oh, it's so timely. The play is actually pro-American, said Aaron Fargetta. Well, Aaron, forget about it. Aaron Forget, a 15, a sophomore at the Southwest Broward County School who worked on the production, it was intended to be an anti-communist message, and the judges just turned it around on us. What a fascist country, man. Zach Ensign, who worked in the play, added, people just didn't look at what we were doing for what it was. We never intended for this to be a malicious gesture. It's part of the play. It's part of the story, you idiot asshole judge. God. MacArthur was competing against ten troops from Broward Public and Private High Schools at the Florida State Thespians Lesbian District 13 one-act play competition at Nova High Monday and Tuesday. 
After receiving complaints about the flag cutting, co-chairman Melody Wicked, who teaches drama at Pembroke Pines Charter High, disqualified the MacArthur team. God. Melody, you're a schmendrick, okay? Some people came to me after the play and complained about the performance work, so I looked into it. Wicked said she based her decision on Florida Statute 876.52, which says, whoever publicly mutilates, defaces, or tramples with intent to insult any flag of the U.S. shall be guilty of a misdemeanor of the first degree. I tried to stay as objective as possible as they performed, Wicked said. My problem was they took an American flag off the flagpole and cut it into pieces. They were disqualified based on Florida law. Jim Usher, from American Heritage School and Plantation, one of the three judges, said while he was grossly offended by the flag cutting, he didn't base his rating of the play on it. He gave the play a fair rating, the lowest, based on overall performance. Wicked said until she hears otherwise, the disqualification will stand. But constitutional lawyers and theater buffs say Wicked may have gone too far. For ten years it's been clear that these flag desecration statutes are unconstitutional, said Bruce Rogo, a Nova Southeastern University law professor specializing in constitutional law and First Amendment rights. What's especially ironic is that this is a pro-democracy, anti-totalitarianism uh, play, and yet they're punished for using the flag as an example of what shouldn't be done in a totalitarian society. Rogo cited the 1990 U.S. Supreme Court decision that struck down such a statute in the case of Texas versus Johnson. Conservative Justice Antonin Scalia wrote in the court's opinion that flag desecration is the ultimate expression of disagreement in a democracy. Even that fascist uh, Antonin Scalia said that. How do you like that? Oh. Nazi bastard. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon Wireless line. Another line from The Exorcist. Nazi bastard. Well, he was a little bit tipsy. Okay, <laughs> Bert. That was his name, Bert. Right. Was he the director? He got his yes. And then he became the dead director. Let's have an exorcism for good old Bert. What do you say? <laughs> that old silly queen. WQAM. Hello. Hey Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? I got Pretty one good. for your polls. All right. I just wanted to share with you why we hate George so much. For Go right ahead. He He's in the closet. He still won't come yeah, well, out. Let, let's hear the one for the poll. Forget about George and your fantasies, okay? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Father O'Toole and Reverend Jones. Now, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Man, who's in the closet now, sweetheart? Huh? You schmendrick. He's doing Reverend Jones in a closet. I hope it doesn't hurt because I hear it's the broom closet. Rectum. Oil. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty Audi AT and T and Verizon Wireless. They're showing all the security at Houston in the Super Bowl, and all these security con uh, cameras monitoring every corner of the stadium. I wonder if they got cameras showing how much Hank has eaten there. You know. Uh huh. I bet. Come on, Hank, lose an ounce or two, please, before I come back to town next time. It just uh, it was scary. It was a scary uh, experience. What's your ultimate lesbian fantasy? Any two famous females? Charlize Theron and Britney Spears, what's not to like? Okay. Oh, there's Tom Brady. Every time I mention him, Tom Brady comes on the screen. Wanting to know everything about him on the field and off the field. And off the field and in the uh, locker room. So, like I'm saying, that's going to be the video that we're going to make. Charlize Theron and Britney Spears and Tom Brady will be like the uh, sandwich. He'll be the meat in the sandwich. 27 votes for Charlize and Brittany. Janet Reno and Ann Bishop, 16. Speaking of lots of meat. Monica Lewinsky and Hillary Clinton, 15. Britney Spears and Janet Jameson, 13. Halle Berry and Sandra Bullock, 11. Jessica Alba and Halle Berry, 10. The Olsen twins have nine. Johnny Olsen's got a pair. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Jacqueline Smith have eight. Charlize Theron and Jessica Biel have got eight. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Jennifer Connelly, seven. How come we don't have more with Jennifer Connelly? We ought to. 
How about Jennifer Connelly and uh, Sarah Goldfarb? Oh. Tina Louise and Don Wells, six. Jolene Blaylock, Jolene Blaylock and Jerry Ryan, five. Eliza Douchebag and Charisma Carpenter, four. Janet Reno and Karen Carpenter. Uh, Janet Reno and Judy Dean, four. And, oh, there's a whole bunch of them with four. whole bunch have got four. Pam Anderson and Lonnie Anderson. Jessica Simpson and Little Kim. Shania Twain and Faith Hill. Britney Spears and J-Lo. Roseanne Barr and Star Jones. They've all got four. And after that, it's really teeny tiny potatoes. Even smaller than Jackie's Johnson. My and local. This is Sports Radio 560. QAM. Oh boy, it's the one to two hour. Do you want to keep your loved ones from using drugs but aren't sure how? It's simple. Talk to them. Uh, son, your mom and I are going uh, out. Yeah? And where are you going? Um, uh, to, to, to a party. <laughs> and who's going to be there? Uh, just a few, uh, friends. Yeah, yeah, that's it, friends. Do I know these friends? Um, uh, uh, well. Talk to your parents about drugs. You have more influence than you know. Plus, they'll listen. Now, I trust you won't be doing anything you shouldn't be doing at this party. No, of course not. Oh, no, no. Good. I'll be waiting up for you. <laughs> y you will. When your parents were teenagers, their parents never talked openly to them about drugs. So, it's up to you. Have a good time. Uh, well, we would have. What a crack. Please, talk to your parents about drugs. Children, the anti-drug. It's uh, 1 o'clock at 560 WQM. we got the Mad Dog at 2. Hopper from the Super Bowl at 4. And then the big oh! at 7 because we have no choice. Cells open on Arkansas death row. This is a cute story. Okay. Little Rock, Arkansas. The cells, the cells holding 26 death row inmates sprang open for three minutes after a guard pressed the wrong button a month after a prisoner was beaten to death during a similar mishap. The inmates stayed in their cells and no one was injured during Wednesday's mishap, said Dina Tyler, a spokeswoman for the Varner Supermax unit. The guard, whose name wasn't released, was fired the same day. I can't imagine why. Everybody's entitled to a few mistakes. It could have been a bad situation, but luckily it wasn't, Tyler said. The incident happened very, very fast, she said. The guard who opened the doors was in a control room. Another guard was in the unit with the inmates, Tyler said. The door button has a cover, but a prison, uh, the prison was considering more safeguards. The fast-release feature allows quick evacuation in case of a tornado or a fire. And in December, 51-year-old Jerry Ward was found beaten to death in another section of the prison after 78 cell doors opened unexpectedly because of mechanical failure. Oops. How come they just they, if they sat in their cells? Nobody came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can say it happened very, very fast, but three minutes is a long time. Yes, it is. In fact, I just to uh, demonstrate that, I think we'll just leave like three minutes of dead air now. Okay. Don't you think? <clears throat> no, we don't want to have Duff come running over here. Oh, gee, what's going on? There's another power failure. Up there. Oh, gee, Greg, it's a power failure. Butch up a little bit, Duff, okay? I think uh, we're going to put the, the reins back in Duff's hands and start next week. Okay. Clarence could be there just to schmooze around with Robert Grieper and the Beast and his other boyfriends. And make sure the checks get to everybody on time. Other than that, hands off, Clarence. You're you're drowning in a sea of uh, ineptitude. You're way over your head. WQAM, hello. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. I was wondering, uh, could you put on, uh, you know, for that poll, how about Jessica Simpson and Britney Spears? Okay, that sounds good. And have you uh, have you ever seen that uh, show with Nick Lachey and her on that uh, on MTV, the 
newlywed? I, I've seen bits and pieces, yeah. It's on right now. Is oh, it okay. on right now? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's, it looks a little bit more realistic than some of these ones you know, they put on. It's kind of fake. But, I mean, you, and you, the, the reason for that is because she's just as dumb as she appears. <laughs> well, uh, but, but, you know, the big question is, are those boobs real? That's the question. George says no. No, okay. Yeah. No he saw he saw him up close and real personally. He says uh, no. Okay, no problem. All right, we're, we're going to have a good day. And you too. Uh, okay, Jessica Simpson and Britney Spears. Now, your MTV must be different. I'm excited. We'll see what that looks like. Also, your chance to win the uh, perfect... What? I, I'm not, well, this is American MTV. Good old, regular old... Uh... Well, so is this one supposed to be, and it says select. Otherwise known as Jeremy Wise, our chef extraordinaire, and today he's going to be teaching us how to do a breakfast food. So how do you like that? Of course, then we also got uh, MTV2. And then we got... Get a good... Um, we got the uh, vibe video flow. Ooh, we better get off of that. <laughs> and we got loud video flow. Whoop, better get off of that. We got much more retro video flow. Chris Jones? Yep. All right. Let's go, Grace. Looking good, Grace. And then we got, uh, oh, the green channel, which is nothing but a green screen. And Lou Rawls. Can't ask Masmacho, Lou Rawls or Lou Reed. Now, then we also got you know, just your plain old regular much music. It's Chingy. One call away, Chingy. You know Chingy? No. How about Chimichanga? Oh, yeah. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon wireless line. Don't let me forget before we finish, because time is a, ra a racing away. Cops uncover new motive for Lacey murder. Now we haven't talked about that because I don't care about it, neither do you. No. Does Josh care about the uh, Stacy Lacey Peterson? No, I'm good. What kind of an answer is that? <laughs> the good answer. <laughs> You're good. Okay, whatever you say. Who am I to argue? Josh says he's good. Okay, good to go. As they used to say back in the day. Well, I'll get to it eventually. Maybe not, because hopefully nobody cares about that. But it, it's it's fairly interesting. Not. WQM, hello. What the hell was that? I don't know. Pro I, from what I'm hearing, I hear Bobby's insane. And I have a feeling he's right. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. What's your ultimate lesbian fantasy? Any two females, uh, well known. See, the reason I put that famous is because somebody might say, well, how about Britney Spears and my wife? You know, crap right. like that. Which nobody knows your wife. Oh, and speaking of sending pictures, when are we going to get going now? Miguel is uh, dragging his feet again. Oh, he uh, told me something about that this morning, but I was kind of ignoring About him. our hot couples contest, which is starting to, uh, imminently almost any second. Work out writing out the official rules to make sure that we don't, you know, violate any anything and all that. Yeah. So that's what he's doing today. So hopefully Monday we can, uh, like, kick it off. I don't know. Every time I come and do a show on this station, I feel violated. Till, uh, till payday. Rackham. So Monday we're going to kick it off. So over the weekend, all you hot people out there and those who might even be maybe a little bit lukewarm, uh, start snapping in uh, snapshots. Right. High quality digital. Get a nice uh, 1.8 pixel at least. And, right. Uh, take your clothes off. Exactly. And they don't have to take all their clothes off. No. But if they want to, that's okay too. Sure we don't. Not. We don't mind showing a, a turgid penis. We don't want no erect penis on there, do we? I thought that was turgid. No, the turgid erect is like very firm. Turgid is like uh, a, like, like you know, solid, half and half. I see. Like those big trucks, semi. But at any rate. <laughs>
<laughs> so no, I, I don't know. Do whatever you want. We'll decide. In fact, uh, maybe we'd like to see whatever you got. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T and Verizon line. WQAM, hello. Good one. WQAM, hello. Hey Neil. Yes sir. I got a good one for you, Paul. Okay. Angela Ray and Celia Cruz. Okay, great. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes sir. Uh. This is a mobile in Hollywood. I just want to say Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding. Lovely. I like it. Thanks, Pally. Nancy Kerrigan right. and Tanya's Harding. They could feel the love. Right. In fact, that inspires me to play that thing any second now. So far, sure, uh, Charlize and Britney Spears. Leave it to me, man. Even all these uh, idiots said, oh, well, how the hell would you know a hot chick? Man? Well, right. That's I the no-brainer combo right there. Who picked it? You. Right. Like I said. There you go. Oh, don't forget, speaking of no-brainer about our friends at Atlantic City Subs. Well, I have this in the middle of my pile here, and I want to keep right. plugging it as often because he's a good guy. He takes care of you. Mm-hmm. He takes care of the sandwich guy at the, uh, when you do those he appearances. takes care of all of us, whoever wants to be taken That's care That's our of. good close friend Ira at Atlantic City Subs in Hollywood, 3355 Sheridan Street. They got their big super sub bowl extravaganza for the Super Bowl, gourmet sub platters, homemade beach bum brownie platters, large Caesar salad platter, a bag of their famous homemade croutons, and $10 in Atlantic City Subs gift certificate. This feast feeds up to 15 people for only $99.95. And you can contact Atlantic City Subs by calling 954-986-8811. They're a half mile west of I-95 on Sheridan Street. 954-986-8811. Please do it now because the Super Bowl coming on Sunday will have plenty of chow for the entire gang. Right? Right. Uh, thanks, Howard. You're the best, man. WQAM, hello. QAM, line 9. Suggestion for the poll. Yes, sir. From the WIOD days, Randy Rhodes and Anne-Marie. All right. All right. Oh, boy. That was her fantasy. But anyway, get that on there. Come on, Randy. Howard! If you only knew. Five six seven oh five sixty Pound five. What are you laughing about? Oh, I told myself a joke I never heard before. I see. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing uh, okay. How about um, Berry and Angelina Jolie? Okay, that's a good pairing. Thank you, sir. And thank you so much. And thank Dave you. Justice. That's two pairing. Angelina Jolie and uh, Dave Justice. I mean, whatever. The Hallie's Berries. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T. I'm glad that we don't have a whole rush of these Jackie Johnson ones. He's on there with yeah. one of them. Because I think really when push, I mean, look, the price is right and she's there. Okay. Right. They get up in the morning. She's there. It's a turgid way to start the day. But she just happens to be there. But if they had their druthers, if they have time to, like, pick and choose, is Jackie Johnson going to be, like, near the top of the list? No. Of course not. Not anybody who's got any taste in their tush. You know, you should see um, Monster's Ball. I'd lend you my copy if I thought I'd get it back because it was yeah. a gift. <clears throat> just give yeah. it away. But you'd, uh, it's good. <clears throat> and, well, yeah. what makes you think that I can't go get it myself? Oh, I know you can. And, and as a special bonus... You get to see uh, Puff Daddy get electrocuted. Oh, that, all right. Now, now we're talking. I'm going out right after the show. That's my first, uh, even before lunch. WQAM, hello. Yeah, Neil. What yes, about sir. the uh, Williams sisters on Anna Kornikova? Now we got a three-way, man. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> we yeah, I know. Okay, good luck to you. That'd be like a rye sandwich, right? Put one of the Williams sisters on there with Anna Kornikova, okay? Little tree trunk legs. Don't start. I don't want to hear nothing about it. Okay. 
Beard. She's Fine. a beard. Fine. Five six Great. seven oh five sixty pound. Maybe she's got a beard. Probably. I'll check. You'd like to shave it off or chew how it about, off? How about the beard? WQAM. Hello. Hey. Yes, sir. A question for you. Go right ahead. I didn't. I didn't catch the last of the poll yesterday. Um, who was the top porno star? Who was the top porno star, Jerry? You guys did the vote. Agent. What was it? Huh? What was it? It was wasn't Tracy Lords up there. What was the final? Uh, the final was like 88 to 85, and I think Tracy Lord edged out. Who was in second? Jenna Jameson. Jenna Jameson, that's it. Whatever happened to, how come John Holmes never made the list? He was on there. Oh, okay. He was on there, but his uh, response was kind of limp, as you can well understand. <laughs> Have a great day, pal. Yeah. I mean, John Holmes. Uh, again, he's uh, fine for size queens, if that's your thing. I mean, in terms face. of... In terms of his grotesque, oh, Jesus. Pockmarked. He made me look like uh, Tom Brady. That's how ugly he was. He was gruesome. He looked like Britney Spears. In fact, uh, he always gruesome. Too much, as a matter of fact. See, when you got something like that, that's not a penis. That's a weapon. Okay? Of mass destruction. Oh, my God. A weapon of ass destruction. Twelve minutes past one at 560 QAM. Live and local. This is 560. The radio's all yours now. Q-A-M. You drudge packing? Announcing the show you've been waiting for, America. It's Tanya Hiding's Ice Cafe. Here's Olympic gold medalist Katarina Witt. Yes, skating to the classics. Oh, oh. nice split jump there. Here comes her takeoff into a double lap. <laughs> oh, she's down. She's in agony. Now it's Brian Batano attempting a triple salchow. <laughs> Oh, he really got crazy. A perfectly executed triple oh. shin assault by Tanya Harding. See the precision team of Tanya Harding, Jeff Galuli, and her fat guy bodyguard wipe out skater after skater. Oh, now Christy Yamaguchi is oh. down on the ice. Oh. It's fun for the whole family, especially if you're the Corleone or Gotti family. Order your tickets for Tanya Harding's ice capades. Visa and Blue Cross accepted. 116 at 560 WQM. We're asking today in our second poll, what's your ultimate lesbian fantasy? Two famous uh, females. First poll, if you missed it, we asked if uh, Clinton could run again, third term. And the election were today, Clinton against Bush. Who would you vote for? Clinton got 81% plus, and Bubba got just a hair under 13%. A landslide. No contest. WQM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Got a little poll action for you. All right. Jennifer Velotti. And Anna Squeak. Anna Squeak with that big ass. Oh! And sloppy. Rectum. Veloppy. That's it. You got him on, thanks. Oh, man. Tony Cigaretta wants to hover over that. See, Tony Cigaretta went to the UM. That's his excuse. That's why he's a silly person. Stop and think of everybody you know who went to UM. Okay. They're all silly people. The Beast? Silly person, right? I know a friend uh, from high school. He's not silly. The... But he is Catholic. Uh, Clarence? Silly person. Tony Cigaretto. See, I rest my case. Teen curfews added in some towns, challenged in others. Decades ago, a question punctuated a popular late-night newscast in Chicago. It's 10.30, the anchor would say. Do you know where your children are? It was a reminder to parents that anyone younger than 17 was supposed to be off the streets and obeying a citywide curfew, one that remains in effect today. Back then, curfews weren't questioned. They, uh, they just were. That's not the case no more. It's not fair. They think all kids are bad, but we're not. 13-year-old Jose Regalado said as he took a break from an evening basketball game at a Chicago YMCA. You know what he was doing there, don't you? No. <clears throat> Why? He and other teens there complained that police go out of their way to hassle them, even when they're rushing home shortly after curfews begun. 
now even as a number of cities from Albuquerque, New Mexico, to Alpharetta, Georgia, are pushing to add curfews in an attempt to cut crime. Others are being hit with lawsuits that challenge their curfews' constitutionality. I think that white people and Latino people uh, should not have any curfews after dark, right? Of course, depending on what kind of Latins they are. I think sometimes people who tend to be very dark, it's hard to keep track of them when it's really dark outside. So unless, of course, they learn to flash their teeth right. We could use that brown bag test. Yeah. I think we need the brown bag test and some of the names on this poll, to be honest with you. <laughs> five six seven oh five sixty. Don't let me forget that thing about Lacey and Stacy. But if I do forget, no big deal. Yeah, right. Well, what it boils down to, because nobody really cares. <clears throat> it's only the people in the media. Oh, there's your friend Judy Woodruff. All that. Quote, <laughs> hey, I'm praying for you, Judy. Oh, God bless America. Oh, brother. Oh, and then, of course, Lieberman, I saw some uh, rally he was at a couple of days ago, and he was talking about uh, one nation under God. Oh, Ooh. brother. Man, I wanted to just barf all over his goddamn uh, yarmulke. He makes me sick. Cops uncover new motive for Lacey murder, and it is he didn't want to have no baby. Right. Cops pursuing a case against, this is the Inquirer, pursuing the case, believe the real reason he did away with his pregnant wife, Lacey, is that he didn't want to be a father. In another world exclusive scoop, the inquirers obtained information that reveals police discovered through interviews with multiple important witnesses that Lacey Peterson was hurt and angry when husband Scott gave every sign he didn't want the baby whose arrival she was so eagerly awaiting. So instead of just getting a coat hanger like they did in the old days, right. he got all bent out of shape and uh, evidently may have murdered May have. Yeah. Alleged. <laughs> well, you got to cover your ass, man. I'm not going to be like the inquirer and say, hey, he killed the bitch. He I'm not going to say that. Just like Robert Blake. We don't really care if he did it or not because we know the bitch had it coming. He killed the bitch. Who had Who? it coming? Robert Blake? Yes. Well, maybe he didn't like the dinner. Christian Warner. WQM, hello. Hey, uh, Robert Blake, George? Yes, sir. Hello, Speaking. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't realize Don't be sorry, it's more fun here in the radio in the back. It's more fun that way. Uh, I just wanted to know the answer for your poll. Go ahead. Cornicola and Shakira. Shakira, that's, I was waiting for the first excellent job, pal. Thanks. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Anna Kornahodia and Shakira. I just love Shakira. I poppy. Man, she's almost enough to change me to the other side. Really? It wasn't useful. Although Judy Woodruff really Ooh, does it for me. Change it back. WQAM, hello. Gino. Yes, sir. Kathy Lee, and who was the replacement? Kelly? Kelly Ripa. Yeah. You ever hear Kelly Ripa on this? <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. Kathy Lee and Kelly's Ripa. And I don't care what anybody says. I don't want to go through that again. You know, you like her? Any more power to you? Well, she's got an Audi, so I can't like her. Anymore. Regis says she's a skank. WQAM, hello. Uh, Lisa Ling and Rusi Ru. Rusi Ru. Lucy Lou. Lucy Lou. Lucy Lou and Lisa and, uh, and Ling Ling. Okay, Lucy Lou and Ling Ling. They had a story on CBS News last night with Dan Rather that the pandas uh, aren't too horny. They just don't want to do it. They're not interested. They'd rather take a nap. Right. You see that? Oh, well. Well, they're trying to like a coochie-coochie like that. In fact, Dan Rather even gave him some phone numbers, but it didn't help. Maybe they should show them Britney videos. That might do it. Or maybe some. Maybe they can watch the Super Bowl and see Tom Brady. That might get it. WQAM, hello. Yeah, I'm calling for uh, my uh, entry into the poll. Yes, sir. Go right ahead. Lay it, lay uh, them on us. Uh, Charlize Theron, Michelle Pfeiffer. Okay, that's it. <laughs> Do I have the feeling that he was going to continue there? Oh, yeah, yeah, like a list. He had a list. That, that was beautiful. Nice going, Pally. Thanks for taking that breath. 
What do we got here? 41 for Charlize Theron and Britney Spears. I'll tell you one thing. If we had the video, we could make a crap load of money. We'd never oh, have man. to come back and do this again. Wouldn't that be great? No matter how much uh, we make, we would. Quite Josh would buy one. We'll give you a discount. Charlize and Britney, 41. Janet Reno and Ann Bishop, 21. Britney and Jenna Jameson, 20. Monica Lewinsky and Hillary, 19, 18. The Olsen twins have 17. Remember Jimmy and uh, Johnny Olson? Right. I remember uh, the Johnny, uh, Jimmy Olson. What that was his name? Gay. On Superman, he was gay. And that's why Clark Kent kept trying to teach him how to fly, but he just didn't flap his arms hard enough. Halle Berry and Sandra Bullock, 16. Jessica Alba and Halle Berry, 14. Halle's all over the place, man. Yes, Halle, Halle, Halle. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Jennifer Connelly, 13. Charlize Theron and Jessica Biel, 11. Jessica Simpson and Britney Spears, 10. Got that one just in the nick of time. I used to like him a lot. You know that. Nick of time. Not only does he not look so good anymore, but he's just... he's And now he's got his own show on ABC. You talk about milking that pair for everything they can. Even even when she had real ones, Pamela Lee never got milked like that. I am just it's unbelievable. Everything on television. Well, the two of them are under together and they're really hot, you know. Uh, sure. Brittany and J Lo nine. Jessica Simpson and Little Kim eight. Catherine Zeta Jones and Jacqueline Smith eight. Jolene Blaylock and Jerry Ryan eight. Who the hell's Jerry Ryan? Uh, they're both from uh, the Star Trek. Guys. Oh God. Tina Louise and Don Wells eight. Shania Twain and Faith Hill seven. Shania Twain and uh, Jennifer Wells and Toby Wells. Eliz Eliza Dushku and Charisma Carpenter, five. Jana Reno and Judy Dean, five. That's Dr. Judy Dean. Roseanne and Star Jones, five. Pamela Anderson and Lonnie Anderson, five. Lonnie's just a bimbet, you know? Yeah. I mean, she's just a silly person. Big hair, fake boobs, that yeah. Manicure. yeah. And she was married to, uh, allegedly, to Burt Reynolds. Yeah. Anybody? I yeah. think he was really married to Dom DeLuise myself. Aren't they still? Screw Ann and Bo Griffin, four. Connie Chung and Greta Van Susteren, four. Whoopi Goldberg and CCH Pounder, three. Want a pounder? No, thank you. Jamie Presley and Brittany Daniel, three. Halle Berry and Angelina Jolie, three. Liv Tyler and Kate Blanchett, only three. How come Liv Tyler ain't doing better? Uh, because they matched up with Kate. Bunch of anti-Semites, I think. Elizabeth Montgomery and Barbara's Eaton. Oh, now, come on. Look at the way he spelled Eaton. Come on, Josh. E-A-D-E-N. Next thing you know, he's going to put E-A-T-I-N. Eden, E-D-E-N. You didn't read your Bible, mister. You better get with it. <laughs> he didn't watch I Dream a Genie. No, he didn't read his Bible about the Garden of Eden. E-D-E-N, okay, like the Eden Rock. Have you ever been on the beach? Josh? What's that? Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be on the beach pretty soon if he keeps this up. Uh, what is it? Barbara Eden and whatever. And then the rest of them are like ones and twos. Ones and a two and Lawrence Welk. They're rather emotional. That's what we want. A lot more dyke talk on this show, George. So next time you're Damn on, in fact, straight. you were doing it the other day when I was out sick. I turned right. it on. Lesbian this, lesbian that. That's where it's that at show. now, man. They Look what it's doing for now. Howard Sperm. He's got a 90 show. It's, a it's the hit. lesbian show. The right. dyke show. Right? Right. I mean, they got that queer as folk and all that. Finally, something for us. <laughs> <laughs> you better clarify what you meant by that. Something for us heterosexual. I see. Okay. Because when you said queer as folk, now they finally got something for us. Something All for those people out there that you think you're una maricon uh, pequeña. Muy pequeño. Yeah, me too. 26 <laughs> after 1 at 560. That's why I like being here, because everything is measured in silly little millimeters. <laughs> if you're thinking of buying a new car or truck, well, if you want to save big, 
And I invite you to see Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead. You'll find them on US 1, just 20 easy minutes south of the 836. Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead is worth the drive no matter where you live to save yourself a whole boatload of money, thousands, on new Toyotas. Check out these great prices. An 04 Corolla loaded, including air, that you own for just $12,990. An 04 Camry with air automatic and a lot more, just $16,990. Need a truck? Janet? How about an 04 Toyota Tundra, the safest truck in America from just $14,990? And when you buy your new vehicle at Armstrong's Toyota Homestead, you get a free Sun Pass. And don't forget, they were the first dealer in the area to offer free batteries and tires for life. General Manager David Rich and the staff will do almost anything out of the sun to put you in a great new Toyota today. Experience the Armstrong Toyota of Homestead difference. They're locally owned and operated, and they're committed to making you 100% happy. Their service department is open late weeknights till 8 to make sure your service work is done right and done great. Conveniently located on US 1 and 293rd Street in Homestead, just 20 minutes south of the 836. So if you're nauseated, if you're puking from those mega dealers who promise like crazy and then underdeliver big time, call David Rich. Armstrong's Toyota Homestead GM right now at 305-242-3247. 305-242-3247. Drive a little and save a lot on that great new Toyota at Armstrong's Toyota of Homestead. We're Sports Radio 560 QAM. Friday, you bastards. Not too many guarantees in life. One thing I can guarantee you is this. If you uh, meet a person, a guy, who claims to be a heterosexual male, okay? Okay. And he tells you that he has no interest in hopping on Britney's bones and doing all sorts of obscene and wild and erotic things to her, there's one thing you should say to him. You're gay. Yeah. Is there any doubt? No. No. Whatsoever. You're gay. 5670560. We haven't heard from your friend today yet. We heard from his boyfriend. Right. WQM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, I got one for your little poll. All right. How about the Olsen twins? It's on there. Oh, it is? It's on there, and they're doing well, as a matter of fact. Really? The Olsen twins have got, uh, what do they got, George? Problems. They got, oh, they got a lot of money. What a they got of... the 19. They're doing really well. There must be a bunch of sick, perverted bastards. Yes, yeah. there are, like you. Right. Thanks. And they're uh, <laughs> They're, they're, in fact, they're in fourth place already. Look at that. They're moving up the list big time, the Olsen twins. It's that twin factor because they're kind of weak looking. Jimmy and Johnny Olsen, rest right. in peace. Five, six, are they weak looking? Yeah, they are. Really? You ever seen them? What kind are they in? Frog, frog face. They're, are they in those double mint uh, chewing uh, gum no, spots? No, they're not hot enough for that. <laughs> I don't know what they do. Each other. A lot of WQAM, hello. Dio, como esta? Molte bene. 
I got I got one for you, man. Multi the luscious, the luscious Vida Guerra and Jennifer Lopez. Lisa Guerra. Vida, Vida Guerra. Vida Jeremy Guerra. Shockey's, no, man, Jeremy Shockey's girlfriend. Okay. Okay. Jeremy Shockey's got a girlfriend. I heard he had a boyfriend. Is what I heard. <laughs> you know what they say about the ones that protest the most. And who else? Uh, Vida Guerra and J Lo. Okay, thanks. Start speaking English pretty soon. It'll help. What do you say? Viva la guerra. <laughs> Never heard of that. But you understand. You translate. I don't you know tell Josh. Viva, viva, viva la viva la pinga. Something like that. He said. I don't know what that means. Uh, five six seven oh five sixty. I got a little tongue tied myself. Pound five sixty AT and T and Verizon Wireless. Boy, your people, man. I'm going to tell you, they got a great sense of humor. Wait till they start using it. WQAM. Hello. Yeah, I got one for Neil Spoke. Yes, sir. Go right ahead. Oh, come on. It's all you. All right. Uh, all right. Well, Mariah Carey and Jennifer Lopez. All right, you got it, man. There's three breasts there now. Jennifer, whatever. Now, J-Lo's, uh, she's got phony ones, right? No. She's got real breasts? Yeah, they're not that big. Well, how could you how could you even look to see her breasts when you're focused on her Rectum. big fat ass? Well, there's the front view and the rear view. <laughs> and of course, Mariah with a big one rounder that she's got there. I bet you Jackie Johnson's trying to model herself after Pariah Scary. And by the way, Mariah, Louise Delane, interested. WQAM, hello. Is QAM? Yes, sir. Yes, I have uh, something for the poll. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Beyonce and J Lo. Very okay, J-Lo's uh, coming on fast. Okay, thanks, pal. Right, Beyonce Knowles and J-Lo. Rectum. And a big, freaking ass, man. Rectum. By the way, how's the her and uh, what's his name doing? Oh, <laughs> Just a joke. It's just a joke. Don't even say it. Don't even think it. Don't. Don't. Five six seven oh five sixty. We got Dyke talk here today, man, from noon to two. It's a new segment on our show. Politics and sex. Oh, Sex and politics. Of, speaking of what? that, you might yes. want to mention that when we do the hot couples contest, that it does not have to be a one of each couple. It can be whatever you want. Right. A couple of anything. A couple of girls. Sounds to me like you're soliciting lesbian photos is what it sounds like. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I'm not soliciting uh, fag photos because the ones we get are always yeah, the most they, gruesome. They anyway. I mean, grotesque. Right. Ugly, ugly, oh. ugly mothers, man. They make, me, they make me look cute. I mean, wow. Yeah, more power to them, but Talk about a big fag attack. So if there's any, uh, you know, maricones out there, if you look human, okay, we'd be delighted. But other than we that. we had a whole bunch before, but no lesbians ever. Really? Yeah. We never had no lesbian pictures? Well, you'll no. see this time we're going to get them. Just right. keep banging on it. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, I got one for the poll. Go ahead. Um, uh, Gloria Estefan and uh, Ileana Ross-Leighton. All right. Uh, it's a winner, one. man. It's uh, excelente. Ileana Gross-Leighton, Rosanna Dana. And who's the other one? Gloria, Gloria Estefan, Estefan, he said. Well, I'm, I'm trying to forget her. How's that guy from that voting accident? Is he okay? No. 43 for Charlize Theron and Britney Spears. I understand he still sleeps with the guy that Rick Sanchez hit in the car. By the way, Rick Sanchez, I hope you're listening because your TV show blows. It is the worst. I mean, Rick, we all have to make a living, but please, please, before you wind up with the ultimate humiliation of getting your ass canned on Channel 6, Just please. Away. Yeah, exactly. <coughs> oh, they're showing us uh, pictures from uh, uh, New Mexico, and it says Mars on it. Mechanic origins. <laughs> if you were to hit it. Yeah, those pictures are from New Mexico, just like when we supposedly landed on the moon, and then we said it was like a McDonald's sign way in the back. 
43 for Charlize and Brittany, man. Nobody's got... And look at the way the Olsen twins are zooming up that list. Can you believe I, I it? See, yeah. They've come from nowhere to 25. They're right on Charlize and Brittany's asses. WQAM, hello. Uh, yeah, Neil? Yes, sir. I got one for your poll. Go ahead. Uh, J-Lo and RuPaul. <laughs> Good match. I like it. Thank you. J-Lo and RuPaul. Ever seen them together? No. Same guy. What are you laughing about? Wasn't J-Lo and RuPaul, weren't they on Zeta that one? I mean, uh, excuse me, on the Power that time? Yeah, he was here, as a matter of fact. She was there. IOD. RuPaul was in the building. On IOD, too. Were they also on IOD? He. Uh, it? It. And what show was that on, RuPaul? I don't know. I think it might have been the Rick and Sud show, possibly. The Rick and Sud show had RuPaul I on? Are you kidding me? That. He was a nice Oh, guy. my God. He was not in makeup. Oh, jeez. Damn it! 22 till 2 at 560 WQM. We got the uh, Mad Dog coming at 2. Hank from the Super Bowl at 4. And don't forget, final score in Sunday night Super Bowl in Houston will be Carolina 10, New England 33. Sick. Roll another blunt. Okay. I was gonna clean my room until I got high. <laughs> I was gonna get up and find the broom, but then I got high. Uh, my room is still messed up, and I know why. Why? Because hey, hey, I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I was gonna go to class before I got high. Come on, y'all. Check it out. Uh, I could have cheated and I could have passed, but I got high. Uh, uh, I'm taking it next semester and I know why. Why? Hey, hey, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Go to the next, go to the next, go to the next. Uh, I was gonna go to court before I got high. <laughs> Uh, I was gonna pay my child support, but then I got high. No, you wasn't. Uh, yeah. Thanks to my whole paycheck, and I know why. Why, baby? Hey, because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. I wasn't gonna run from the cops, but I was high. Uh, I'm serious, man. I was gonna pull right over and stop, but I was high. <laughs> now I'm a paraplegic and I know why, why, baby, because I got high, because I got high, because I got high, I was going to make love to you, but then I got high, I'm serious, I was going to eat your pussy too, now I'm jacking off, and I know why. Because I got high. Go, 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 go. I messed up go. my entire life. Go. Because I got high. Go, go, go. I lost my kids and wife. 
560 WQM. I don't ever want to hear that again. Get jiggy with it. Just that part, I'm going to like chop that off. I can't. You know who it reminds me of? Get jiggy don't say with it. it. Editor, I just want to read like a quick little blurb here at the beginning of the story. It's on our website, but because uh, we want to get about 400 more uh, suggestions on our dike poll. In the wake of the latest revelations from weapons inspector David Kay, many of the largest U.S. newspapers are belatedly pressing the Bush administration for an explanation of how it could have gotten the question of weapons of mass destruction in Iraq so wrong in the march to war last year. Not just wrong, but so wrong, a growing number are raising the possibility that Bush and his team may have cooked the intelligence to support the case, their case for war. An ENP survey of the top 20 newspapers by circulation found that as of Wednesday, 13 had run editorials on Kay's resignation as chief U.S. weapons inspector in Iraq last Friday and a statement that no WMDs exist in Iraq and likely did not exist in Iraq during the U.S. run-up to the war. Nearly all of those papers blamed intelligence failures for the miscalculation and called for a full probe, but eight of the 13, most of which supported the war, also raised the issue of White House deceit and its possibly blind pursuit of intelligence that fit its plan for war. I just mentioned that in passing. Okay? Okay. Will Smith. WQAM, hello. Yeah, I do today. Pretty good, sir. We're getting jiggy with it. Um, I was wondering if you know the, the Miami um, L.A. Clippers pepper tonight. <laughs> That's right. Right. Sports. I think it's about ten. About thirty, man. Yeah. WQM. Hello. QAM. That's it. That's what. He's just fiddling with it. Okay. He's getting excited. He's thinking about uh, RuPaul and and what's her name? B. Arthur. WQM. Hello. Hey, what's going on, buddy? Yes, sir. How you doing? All right, I got I got one for the phone. Go right ahead, lay it on us. Christina Applegate and Michelle Rodriguez. I like to bone that bitch. <laughs> oh. Five six seven oh five sixty. You got it, Josh. We got it. Got you, Dan. Leave, leave the bone out, okay? It's like in a nice steak. Sometimes it's better bone out. Pound 560 on the AT&T Verizon Marvelous Line. Don't forget, look for the QM van tonight, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Sandbar Grill in the Grove. Stop by to win prizes. Enjoy Presidente beer. Josh is going to be there, <laughs> drinking up two, three cases of free beer. That's tonight at the Sandbar Grill, 6 to 8 in the p.m. WQM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Um, RuPaul was also on Phil Henry's show for a little bit. When he was That's doing what it was. That. It was the Phil Henry show. Phil Henry? Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, because he's uh, come on every once in a while with some woman saying he had some rare tropical disease and his uh, voice was uh, kind of off off kilter. Mm -hmm. But also for the poll, how about, okay. Laura Bush, how about Laura Bush and Hillary Clinton? Not up there. That's good. Maybe they can see eye to eye. And uh, here's one hot couple. Uh, if George, not for your poll, but maybe George remembers the two chicks in Mulholland Drive. Yes. Those were those were some cuties. 
What do you mean? Maybe George remembers. I saw that uh, before he ever did. That's right. Oh, you did? Okay. And I remember. Thanks a lot, Pally. Yeah, even this old fag remembers that. Weren't we talking about Mulholland Drive just yesterday? Yes, we were, uh, okay, Laura Bush inside. and Swillery Clinton. Let's get that uh, them on there, okay? Maybe we can kind of unite this country. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty oh twelve hour no fly zone over the stadium in Houston is going to be enforced uh, before the game, after the game, during the game, around the game, anywhere anybody's thinking about the game. You ready for this? Yeah. Major, major, major big time security because they want to protect Tom Brady. WQAM, hello. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good, Pally. I have uh, two my two cents for your poll, and I have a comment also. Go um, ahead. Okay, for the poll, I have Shakira and Christina Aguilera. Okay. And Am, Am Bishop and Celia Cruz. Rise <laughs> her from the dead. Same guy. Hey, you know, what is this town coming to here in Miami where, like, at the rate that we're going, you you see those tombstones they put in every, like, major intersection? Yeah. At the rate we're going by the year 2010, the whole Tomb- town's going to We're changing like- the name of the town to Tombstone Junction. Right. Jesus. All right. Have a good one. And you too. He's right. I saw that when I was home. I see these uh, with the little cross and the tchotchke yeah. and all this other stuff. It's spread. I mean, it's sad. Somebody gets uh, killed out there on a the highway, but enough already, okay? Cut the crap. 11 before 2 at 560 QAM. Live, Live and local. We're Sports Radio 560 QAM. I don't have a penis. I've never had one, I swear. You love Shakira's top ten hit underneath your clothes. And now you'll love her new album, Shakira Sings Other People's Hits. Already made music history by recording her first English language album. And now she's taking her art form to the next level by re recording songs that were already hits in English, only this time they're in English again. Shakira sings other people's hits. Shakira sings other people's hits. If you really, really like Shakira's CD, Laundry Service, then you'll really, really, really like her new CD. Shakira sings other people's hits. No tenemos en español en estos momentos. See, if I could tell you how obsessed I am with Shakira, I can't be. In fact, I'm so obsessed I'm going to even play the other bit. All right. I mean, there are several, but this is the one I love. Well, I'm ecstatic that you like uh, Shakira. A lot. Jeans that won't stay on. The hair is blonde. Shake my butt and I turn guys on. But there's a place where all the guys can hide it. I can make guys grow right behind their zipper. Things I work for, but being such a bad girl, 
She's the best. Thank you. No mistake about it. She's unbelievable. 156 at 560 WQM. Let's get a couple of more uh, pairings in here, okay? A couple Hi. more pair. WQM, hello. Not there. WQM, hola. Not there. Like I said, see, they gave up too easy. QM, hello. Hello, Neil. Speaking. Neil? Yes, sir. This is Neil Roberts? It looks like me. Sounds just like me, too. Okay. Neil? I have somebody for your poll. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Sharon um, Grace Jones. Who was the first one? Hello? Who was the first one again? Sharon and Grace Jones. Oh, Sharon and Grace Jones. Okay, Sharon, Sharon, like, Sharon and Grace Jones. Okay. Whatever you say, whatever turns you on, man. WQM, hello? Yeah, I got two for your poll, and these are two of Manage's favorites. All right. The Williams sisters. Serena and Pina of Venus. Yes. You got them, man. The Williams sisters, man, side by each, ass to ass. What a racket that would be, huh? Oh. I know. By the way, if Castronova's listening, here's the Toronto weather. Right now, it's a little on the murky side. It's minus 10. That's not too bad. But wait till you hear this. We're getting into, like, real single digits minuses starting pretty soon, like tomorrow. Tomorrow, partly sunny and minus 7. What is that? About, like, 20? About, about 30, man. No, not yet. Don't get carried away. And then, like, on Sunday, a big, you know how they have the big sun, the symbol on there on City Pulse? Yeah. A big sun and minus 4, which is starting to get close to... About 30, man. Right, if they ever change this damn thing back again. Come on, change it again, you idiots, you morons, you, you crazy Canucks. And then on Monday... You're not going to believe this. Partly sunny and the big oh! 32 freezing again. That incredible yeah, that or what? So bad. No, it is not so bad. In fact, when you've been like in the minuses for so damn long, and then you get like a, it would be like Mo getting a two share, you know. <laughs> now come on, Mo, he's holding his own, man. That old crazy uh, critter, he's uh, he's developed a following there. Here's the here's the rundown. I can only give the double digits because I'll never have time. What's your ultimate lesbian fantasy? Uh, two famous females. Starting at the bottom up, which is the way most guys probably would. Shania Twain and Faith Hill, 11. Jessica Simpson and Britney Spears, 13. Charlize Theron and Jessica Biel, 13. Britney Spears and J-Lo, 15. Jessica Alba and Halle Berry, 15. Catherine Zeta-Jones and Jennifer Connelly, 16. Halle Berry and Sandra Bullock, 17. I almost feel like unclean, you know, putting Sandra Bullock on this. Why? I don't know. It's just that she's so... Nicey, nice, right. you know, it's that like Lonnie Anderson, the same thing. She's so cutesy. Flames the erotic factor. Oh, I, I know, I'm not saying I'm, I'm questioning, but it just, yeah, I feel like, uh, I don't know, Sub Rosa. Monica Lewinsky and Hillary Clinton, 19. Like now I really feel, really feel dirty. Jan Arena and Ann Bishop, now we're talking 23. Britney <laughs> Spears. Britney Spears and Jenna Jamin. That's not what Dwight says. He says he's cleaned the, he's cleaned the area off for Monica. Janet and Ann are doing it uh, 23. Britney Spears and Jenna Jameson, 25. The Olsen Twins, 35. And leading the list, my choice, Charlize Theron and Britney Spears. Nobody's going to touch them. They'd like to, but they're not going to. 47. Not even a contest. Speaking of no contest, let me say it again. Uh, I, I just got one of those psychic uh, vibes. Got the yep. final score for the Super Bowl. Run to the bank, man. Take this to the bank. Final score, Patriots 33, and nothing could be finer than to beat up on Carolina 10. Bye, bye, bye. The Neil Rogers Show on 560 WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Like vagina really gets my panties in a while. Congratulations. Absolutely. Get a life.